So first things first, shout out to the brother, Mr. Fantastic. I'm like, I'm like about, I'm like about, I don't know, about 60% through your last podcast. The one was titled Sean Styles, the epitome and triumph of a BABG. I suggest you guys go listen to this video. He got this dude on there named Sean who has a pretty tragic yet inspirational story about what happened to him when he was like 19 years old. It almost brings a tear to your eye. And then the show goes its normal path when what's that dude's name? David comes on there, which I actually find David a kind of interesting dude. I mean, he's annoying, but he's interesting to listen to at the same time. You know, he's, you know, he's kind of, it's kind of hard not to, not to listen to. What's up, Hanlon? So they're having this conversation essentially about productive men versus Pookie and Ray Ray. That's, that's pretty much the essence of the conversation. And so we get to this point in the conversation where they're talking about conformity. You know, Mr. Fantastic and most of the other guests are saying that you're going to conform anyway. You have to conform. You know, even if you want to get in there and try to overthrow the system, you have to conform. David is saying you don't have to conform mentally. You can conform physically, go in there and pretend to be down for the team, but mentally you're still in opposition. And honestly, I actually agree with David on this point. <laughs> I actually agree with David when he was saying that you can go work for a quote unquote demand, but mentally you don't have to buy into demands or the system's philosophy. I actually agree with David on that point. Uh, you know, so, you know, I got to get, I got to, I got to just be honest about it. I think David made an excellent point. I don't know if he actually articulated to the best of his abilities or maybe he did. And I just happened to catch it, but I didn't see nothing wrong with what he was saying. I actually agree with that point. Like you can go work for somebody pretend to be all about the company and the mission, but mentally be against it. Like that is possible. And they gave a great example of this. You spies, you know, your traditional spies who spy for other countries. Let's just say you got some Russian spies in America. Matter of fact, there is a great TV show about this. It's called, um, what is this show called? It's called, let me see, Russian spy show okay there's a tv show out there called the americans the americans great little tv show about these these russians yeah brother Corey knows what i'm talking about these russians born and raised here in america well i don't know if they were born here but they they've been in america so long people think they're americanized they're even raising their kids over here and their kids don't even know that they're spies. But Mother Russia, as they refer to it, 
is expecting them to eventually inform their kids and then bring their kids into the spy culture or the sleeper cell culture. But while these Russians are here in America, they're just as American, apple pie loving, you know, Yankees baseball cap loving American as you can be. But deep into the recesses of their brains, they're only doing this to get access to whatever they're trying to get access to to feed information back to Mother Russia, meaning that they assimilate it, but they never conform. So it's a difference between assimilation and conformity. Assimilation pretty much means you just kind of blend in. You dress, you walk the walk, you talk the talk, you look like you are supposed to be there. Conformity, I think, really has to deal with your mentality as to whether or not you truly believe that you are supposed to be there and, and to, to, uh, to, to go forth with whatever it is you're trying to go forth with. So I, I got to give David, even though he's a troll, I got I to gotta, I gotta roll with David on this one. I actually think David made a point that there's a, there's a difference between assimilation and conformity. Now, here, here's, the, here's the other thing that I don't think nobody ever really talks about when it comes to these conversations about black people in America as it directly relates to the system. What if you're a black person living in America and you don't see a problem with the system? You actually agree with the system and how it functions for the most part in terms of how the system allows for you to go out there, get access to opportunities to try to be all that you can be and live out your, hopefully your wildest fantasies. Like you don't really have any problems with the system at all. You bet you have about as much issues with the so-called system as everyday, regular white folks and other folks. Like what, like, like you're not going into it because you're trying to assimilate because you view the system as I have to do this in order to be successful. Or you're trying to go into it on some espionage type crap, meaning I have to do this to earn a living, but I'm going to tear down the system. Well, what about the third category? What if you actually don't see nothing wrong with the system? You know, obviously... Nobody's going to say that the system is 100% perfect from the top to the bottom, but the overall premise of the system that this is America, home of the free, where you have probably thousands of people who are trying to immigrate to this country legally or illegally who want to come over here and try to get a piece of what you currently have, whether you were born here or not. Like, how come, how come it's only got to be one or the other? Meaning, you're, like I said earlier, you're, you're, you're trying to assimilate because you, believe, you think you have to do these things in order to be successful, or you're trying to, quote-unquote, assimilate, but you don't want to mentally conform. How come it can't be like a third category? Like, I don't really see nothing wrong with the system in terms of its, its core premise that the country... I guess you could say was founded upon and that everybody believes to be what the core premise is that this is America. 
You can come here and be whatever it is you want to be. Even if you did start off life here or your ancestors started life off here as a slave, even if you're, you got relatives that suffered under slavery and Jim Crow, what if you still think that, yes, that crap was atrocious, horrible, it needs to be dealt with, but at the end of the day, the system as it's currently working now in my existence because when I was born in 1980, we weren't, we weren't, there were no Jim Crow, Jim Crow laws were, were wiped off the books. There was no slavery. Slavery ended almost 100 years before I was born. 94 to be exact. <laughs> slavery ended 94, wait, no, hold up. Did I get that wrong? No, slavery ended 106 years, I don't know, whatever. No, 94 years. Y'all know what the hell I'm saying. I'm trying to think of my math and I'm trying to talk at the same damn, whatever. You get what I'm saying. So all I'm saying is what if, what if you look at the system, you're like, I don't really see nothing wrong. And it's not because I want to conform or I want to assimilate. I just think that this is the best model that's currently in existence that allows for me to go out there and try to be all that I can be. Because if it wasn't, how come everybody else is not rushing to go flood these other countries to the tune that they're rushing to flood America? No, 1865. Yeah, I was thinking of something else. Whatever. Y'all know what the hell I was trying to say. <laughs> but I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I, me, what I'm saying is that nobody's going to sit here and be like, the system is 100% perfect from the top to the bottom. You don't even have white people that believe that crap. Because if you had white folks that believed it, we probably wouldn't have Democrats versus Republicans. They would all just agree. They don't even believe the system is perfect. But at least a lot of, at least enough of them or a lot of people, white, Hispanic, whoever, whatever, they believe in the ultimate premise, the ultimate belief in the foundation of what this country was originally designed for, even though it had it's 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 uh ugly start <laughs> but what why, why can't why can't you just wholeheartedly believe in that because like i said you see a whole bunch of people trying to come over here get into this country and then the things that are proven successful in this country by all the other groups that we like to compare ourselves up against you see that is working for a lot of these groups you see that a lot of these groups believe in family Right. And then you look at their divorce, uh, not their divorce rates, but their, their, their single mother rates. And then you look at ours and you're like, <laughs> you know, what's wrong with marriage? When obviously single motherhood at the tune of like 75 percent or more in the black community is wrecking havoc over here with black Americans. Not the, not necessarily the Caribbeans and the and the Africans or the Black Europeans who come over here. We're talking about just Black American culture. So what 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 is wrong with that? What is wrong with looking at something that actually works, and just be like, you know what? I feel like this is the right thing to do. Because it appears to be working for everybody else out here. So why can't I? follow the blueprint instead of going out there trying to reinvent the wheel. 
Why do I have to sit here and try to formulate a new method that hasn't really shown to be any real progress? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I don't understand this, this, this whole, this whole thinking, this whole argument about conform. I mean, I get the conformity thing, but why can't you just, how come you can't just be a black person who just, who just overall okay with the overall premise of the reason why this society operates the way it operates? Like, how come there's no, how come there, nobody, it doesn't appear that there's much room to talk about that. Or you as a black person, I guess you're not expected to run around here saying that, hey, I really don't see a problem. Yeah, we got we got a couple, you know, a couple things we can fix here and there. But overall, you know, I'm not I don't, I don't really see too much of a problem here. Because you can still go out there and get it, you know, depending upon how much energy you, you're willing to exert, how much you're willing to believe in yourself and find other people who can who believe in you. Who want to support your, your vision. I don't really see I don't really see the problem. I don't see the problem with it. And I and I disagree when people say that oh you're trying to act white because you're trying to follow a model of success that appears to be working for every other group in this country. So if that's acting white, then what is acting black? Following a model of failure? Like how come it can't just be this is the right way, this is the wrong way, or, the, or at least this is the, the proven way to bring about X, Y, and Z results. And this way that you're talking really hasn't produced any substantial, tangible, long-term results that are worth a damn. Why does it have to be black? You're, you're trying to be white and do, do things the white way instead of just doing things the right way as it relates directly to the time frame that we all currently live in and operate up out of. Like, I don't understand what's so complicated about that philosophy. And Vic, who said anything about being lazy during Jim Crow and Slate? Like, what do you, why do y'all come in here with these stupid arguments? Or are you talking to somebody else? <laughs> Nobody said anything about people being lazy during Jim Crow. We weren't lazy during Jim. No, it was, there were some lazy niggas back then, too. Like, I wish y'all would stop coming up off these stupid, these stupid slavery Jim Crow fantasies and y'all thinking that every black person back then was just a super worker. Like, like listen, listen, I can prove it to you. I went to Tuskegee University. Started by Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Washington wrote a book called Up From Slavery. In the book Up From Slavery, which I read, which I read like 20 years ago when I first got there because they made us read it. And then I recently reread it about maybe about a year or so ago. He actually talks about in the book. The so-called. Pookies and Ray Rays are lazy niggas of the late 18th, 1800s. He told a story about how some of these dudes, some of these brothers would go to work. You know, they earn like four or five dollars a week. 
Like that was what they was paying them back then. These Negroes, because you know, we're all under this belief that every black person back then was, was, was striving for economic greatness till the white man came and burned everything down. No, no, they weren't. You had Negroes back then, and this is in Booker T. Washington's own book, Up From Slavery. You know, the guy who founded the college I went to. <laughs> so he tells this story about these brothers who was working. Now, Booker T. Washington, I think he's, uh, this is when he tells this story, this is before he founded Tuskegee. This is when he was going to college, I believe, in Hampton, if I'm not mistaken. So he was up there working and trying to get into Hampton. And he tells this story about these brothers who would work. They were earn like 4 or $5 a week. They would go take half their money and literally blow it on a horse and carriage ride just so that they can be seen riding up and down Main Street in a literal horse and carriage. These jokers will work seven days a week, get four or $5, take $2 or $2.50 to go stunt on a Sunday, hanging out the back of a damn horse and carriage, riding up and down the street. But if we listen to the Vicks of the world or any other pro-black, we're led to believe that all the Negroes back in the day, whatever little bit of money that they had, they was giving it to the, to the cause, to the revolution to Black Wall Street. No, you had lazy niggas back then too. They was doing lazy nigga stuff in 1860, 1888, whatever year, just like niggas is doing it now in 2020. So you had lazy Negroes then too. <laughs> you had Negroes who didn't give a damn and was tricking their money off on stupid crap back then too. So don't sit here and be like, there ain't no black people. No, it, was, it was probably, the percentages were probably on par to what they are today. We can apply the 80-20 rule to everything in life. 80% of the people do 20% of the work, 20% do 80%. The 80-20 rule was in effect back then too. You think you go to Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, everybody out there had a business. Everybody was out there just, just doing their thing and, and on Black Wall Street. You mean to tell me in Black Wall Street there weren't no lazy bum-ass niggas roaming around there too? <laughs> some little winos, some, some little niggas out there doing their, their, their Black Wall Street version of being a pookie and right, like, 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 stop it. Stop with fantasizing about acting like it was just so much different back then as it relates to the black mindset. <laughs> you know, in comparison to, to, to uh, today's terms. No, people are people throughout history, B. You got, you got workers and you got bum-ass niggas. This, this goes all the way back to ancient Egypt. This, this is the way it is. So miss me with this dumb crap, B. Miss me with this dumb crap. Fantasizing, man, they weren't lazy. You don't know. You weren't even alive back then, first of all. <laughs> You know, this is very similar to every black person. I marched with Martin Luther King. Where are your pictures at? Prove it. Every black person you meet that's in their 60s and 70s, who was a teenager back in them days or in their early 20s, everybody you meet marched with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. back then. Everybody. But they ain't got no pictures of them in no march anywhere in their house, my nigga. You ain't got to be in the picture with MLK, but can you show me a picture of you on the bridge somewhere? 
Can you point yourself out at the damn March on Washington? Like, come on, what are we talking about? <laughs> everybody, everybody was down with King. The reality was you had a bunch of niggas who couldn't stand Martin Luther King Jr. back then too. All this revisionist history, these, these young Negroes do. Young meaning we weren't born in the civil rights era. Everybody born after the civil rights era for the most part. All this revisionist history y'all do. You ain't need camera phones. They had, they had cameras that operated. Ours, we got pictures. They got cameras back then. <laughs> There's plenty of pictures of the civil rights era. Let's prove what? What you want me to prove, Morpheus? You said we built the pyramids too. How could we be lazy? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Don't even get me started on this pyramid crap. Let me tell you something, young Morpheus. How come? How Answer this, Morpheus. How come Negroes haven't built anything of significance since the pyramids, nigga? The pyramids were built 5,000 years ago. What have Negroes done since? It's been 5,000 years. How long are you going to hang on to something? Show me what you've done since, since the pyramids. <laughs> you've had literally five millennia have passed. What have you done since the pyramids that you can brag on? Black Wall Street, how come it's not around? The pyramids been 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 around for 5,000 years. How come Black Wall Street ain't survived 10 years, 50 years? Show me what you have built within the last 5,000 years that can survive the test of time to the point where you can brag on its greatness like the Great Pyramid of Giza. Show me. Fine. Black Wall Street. How come you ain't built another one, young Morpheus? It's been a hundred years since Black Wall Street. What have you been doing for the last hundred years, Negro? Huh? If you want to brag on how we built it, build another one. Build another one. Go out there, get your freaking pail bucket, your buckets, and go fill them shits up with sand from the beach, spray some water on them shits, and build another one. Shouldn't be that complicated. If you study black history to the tune that you believe you study it, you should know everything about how to get this thing on and popping so you can do it again. Been a hundred years. Do it again. You got way more advanced technology today to where you can have this thing up and running in two weeks if you want. And it could be all online. You ain't even got to go build a, a physical brick and mortar Black Wall Street. Do it online, nigga. 
Show me the black, the online black Wall Street. Your leaders, what's your leaders being assassinated got to do with you? So what? Your leader get you know what? Your leader gets killed. Step up to the plate and lead. You know, in the military, if they take out the general, guess what? The colonel becomes the top dog. And it just works his way all the way down the chain. You mean to tell me all you clowns got all this military knowledge, even though you never served and y'all don't understand the concept of a chain of command? You don't understand that? If the captain gets taken out, the lieutenant is now in charge. If the lieutenant gets taken out, the first sergeant or the if they got a warrant officer, it just works his way on down. There's always somebody who is considered a leader. No, you don't get it. You don't get it. You live in the year 2020, access to the internet, got access to all the information in the entire world through your phone, and you can't figure out how to get some shit popping for yourself, you got to reach back 100 years and go all the way back to 5,000 years ago to try to, we, try, to try to hit me with your we so great. Show me your greatness now. Show me your modern-day pyramid of Giza. Show me your 2020 version of Black Wall Street. I don't want to hear about this. We built the pyramid. Build another one. Build another pyramid, Negro. Build another one. Stop leaning on the ancient Egypts. Stop, stop culturally appropriating their shit. You ain't them, and they ain't you. Build another one. If you so great, build another one. You got Oprah and Jordan. What about you, young Morpheus? Stop leaning on what Oprah and Jordan did. Last time I checked, y'all say them niggas don't like y'all anyway. What is young Morpheus doing? Young Morpheus, show me your pyramid. Young Morpheus, show me your Black Wall Street. Where that though? Where is it, young Morpheus? How old are you, young Morpheus? 21, 25, 30? What has young Morpheus done? Show me the damn first brick of the pyramid that you plan on building. All these damn excuses. 10 years from now, young Morpheus is going to be on YouTube talking about, we built the pyramids. Black Wall Street, and he ain't going to have a damn domain name yet. <laughs> he ain't even figured out how to go to, to the website GoDaddy.com and buy a damn domain name so he can start building his pyramid and stop claiming some shit from 5,000 years ago. <laughs> Good God. Black Wall Street, build it again. Build it again. Take all your slinging drug money and go build another one. You ain't figured that out? You ain't figured out how to wash your dope money yet? 
You got TV shows all over the place teaching you how to wash drug money. Wash it up and go build your Black Wall Street. You ain't figured that one out yet, or are you just stacking all the money up under your mattress so you could take camera phone pics or money phone pics? Is that what you're doing with your drug money? Going to go buy some middle-of-the-mall nigga trinket necklace? Get your Jordan collection and your Gucci belt collection up? Make it rain in the strip club? Is that what you're doing? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I believe you get hoes. That's all you deserve is hoes. I believe you get hoes and trick off all your pyramid money on them. <laughs> I believe it. You do get hoes. You ain't getting no women. You getting hoes. That's why you on here bragging about, I be pushing bricks. I be slanging bricks. Which you, you, which you don't, you probably be in the backyard literally throwing bricks around, like as in physical bricks, throwing them at the tree because you mad because your life sucks. <laughs> and you want to come on here, I, I be slanging drugs, man. You be slanging nothing. You be slanging, you be slanging checks for child support, nigga. That's what you be doing. You be slanging checks for child support so Judge Judy don't lock your ass up. That's what you do. You better, and you be out there slanging damn burgers from Burger King. So when I come through the drive-thru, nigga, I want my burger fresh. The hell is you? Get your dumb ass out of here. You and your pyramid foolishness. We built the pyramids. Nigga, they built the pyramids. You ain't built nothing. You ain't built nothing. You ain't, you ain't even figured out how to build your credit score up. What's your credit score looking like? Are you above a 600? I built the pyramid. Shut your ass up. Just, just, just dumb Negro babble is all y'all do. I don't forgot what the hell I'm talking about talking to these stupid idiots. They come in here and just be stupid and I let, I, you know, I let them do it to me. I let them throw me off. Because, you know, the problem is they actually believe the stupid crap they're saying. He ain't in here just trolling the troll. No, this nigga really thinks like this in real life. That's the problem. See, a lot of y'all think they just being here trolling this to troll. Y'all don't understand. A lot of these trolls actually act like this in real life. They actually act like this and function like this in real life. Y'all just think it's just trolling. No, this is what this nigga really is like. That's what he's really like. Guarantee it. That is what this nigga is really like in real life. Don't be fooled by the troll label. No, that's real. That's who he is. So anyways, back to my topic. So what I'm saying is, what if you got it? What, what if you don't have an issue with the system? Because you see the overall results of how the system operates. 
And it's not about conforming or assimilating. You just recognize, hey, this is what appears to be working. So why, why, why switch it up now? Why go out there and try to reinvent some crap? It appears to be working. Why I got to be, just because I'm black, why I got to act like I got an issue with this shit? Because some, some bum-ass nigga who makes YouTube videos is telling me I should have an issue with it. Why I got to have an issue with it? I ain't saying it's all the way 100% perfect. But damn, it, if it appears to be working. I don't see so many black people become millionaires in this country off of it. I see, I see so many other black people who, who go on to live happy little lives off of it and other cultures as well. Every other week, it's about 100 Mexicans trying to break into the country. <laughs> Can't be all that screwed up. If everybody and their mama trying to get over here, but man, that could they come over here and they blends into the whiteness. All right, all them dark ass Negroes from Nigeria come over here and get it popping too. They can stay their asses in Nigeria and, and get it popping. They come over here and get it mo popping. Or at least they try to. Shit, I'm born here. I'm from here. And this is the way this country gets down. This is the reason why this country is the most admired country in the entire world. We might also be the most hated at the same damn time. But fuck everybody else. Ain't nobody else trying to break into goddamn England or Canada. Last time I heard about a bunch of people trying to sneak their asses into Canada. Ain't nobody trying to go up there other than to visit. Anybody trying to go down to Mexico other than to visit, knock off a few Latinas and come on back across the border if you don't drink a whole bunch of tequila? Ain't nobody running to Canada like that, especially no black people. Y'all niggas were supposed to get out when Trump won. 2016, when Trump won the election, everybody and their mama was talking about how they moving out the country. Y'all niggas ain't went nowhere. Y'all ain't even changed departments yet. Y'all still in the same crappy apartment y'all been living in since Trump got elected. Y'all remember that? Everybody was saying, man, if Trump win, I'm moving out the country. Ain't man nigga left nowhere. Ain't nobody went down and got no passports, nothing. Y'all still in them same rundown, rent-controlled apartments you've been living in since Trump got elected. So ain't nobody going to Canada, especially if you're black, unless you're going to visit. Because you got some friends or family or you going up there to trick, but you ain't moving up there permanently. Like you finna be up in Canada just rolling around making snow angels all over the goddamn place. Get the hell out of here. Everybody come to America to get it popping. Look at Drake. <laughs> Drake had to come here to get it popping. You got your passport today. Why don't you get one with Trump before Trump when he won? That's cool. At least you got your passport. Mine's expired. I got to go get a new one. As soon as they open them ships back up and this virus goes away, I'm about to be on them ships. Drinking, 
and, and, and playing shuffleboard and doing the two-step. About to be in them islands, drinking Bahama Mamas, smoking on some good good, and all that crap. Soon as they give the all clear sign, I'm putting stamps on this passport. And I guarantee you, when I put stamps on the passport, I ain't going to see too many of you Negroes out there. It's going to be like a handful of us. And I should go start asking them, like, hey, man, you be listening to black YouTube? <laughs> black YouTube, what's that? I'm like, I, right, you ain't one of the people that be in the comments on making videos. Okay. You, 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 a, you a different type of Negro. I ain't going to see no, no black YouTube content makers or commenters on these cruise ships or on these islands. All these Negroes talking about they they going to they gonna go down to the Caribbean or, or South America somewhere, Central America, to go get them a woman. You ain't going to see none of them niggas down there. <laughs> you ain't going to see none of them down there. They just going to be on YouTube talking about how they want to go. You know why you ain't going to see them? Because them niggas ain't got nothing going on to, a, to allow for them to afford to go down there. Like, like young Morpheus. <clears throat> I be slinging bricks, man. Be, man, shut up. Nigga be in the backyard making sandcastles. The hell is he talking about? But nah, man. I, I, you know what? Listen, all I'm saying is, what if you agree with the system? What, is that, what does that make you? Like a super coon or something? Do you get like elevated to a super duper coon status? If you like, you look at the system like, I don't really see what's wrong with it. You know, it's like this whole gentrification argument. Man, they gentrifying us. Nigga, what's the problem? Every gentrified area I've ever seen, it looked like they always get nice amenities. Crime levels tend to drop down. It'd be looking like a place I would want to move in if, you know, I wasn't living out here in the damn burbs. <laughs> I don't really see what's wrong with gentrification if you can afford to live there. They bring in nice stuff. So yeah, I, I'll be struggling with that gentrification argument. They displacing us. Well, why don't you figure out a way to buy the block up? Ain't that what y'all been rapping about for the past five years? You need to buy the block up. That could have been your opportunity to create a black Wall Street. Do like Nipsey Hussle did. Buy them little corner stores up and stop crying about all the Arabs and, and Asian people owning up all the damn corner stores. Go take your little Pookie Ray Ray earnings and buy a corner store. But you know, you can't do that because when you do do it, you end up like Nipsey Hussle. Or you end up like that young black female from Baltimore that owned her own beauty or her own hair salon who got robbed and eventually killed. So you can't do that because y'all don't want to clear out the riffraff. Y'all want to sit here and make stupid videos on YouTube trying to make Pookies and Ray Ray seem like they're something other than what they actually are. Like there's this, there's this clown out there named Platinum Elite, right? I've gotten into little arguments with this little... This little goofy, goofy nut nigger from Memphis, Tennessee. He's now making YouTube videos. And your boy Angry Man shared a video of his today. Let me see what the title of this video was. Give me a second. 
These stupid nutcase Negroes out here, right? So, so Platinum Elite makes a video called, What is a Pookie? And why is he hated so much? Hashtag fresh game. The hell you mean why is he hated so much? I hate when people come on here and try to make it seem like when people say Pookie, they try to make it seem like like it ain't what we all have have uh, collectively agreed upon what it actually means. Pookie and Ray Ray is uh, uh, is a name for a bunch of useless Negroes in the community who are responsible for terrorizing that shit who are responsible for dragging the property values down, who are responsible for all these little babies getting killed, who are responsible for all the drugs flowing and, and the ones who are out there just doing drive-by ejaculations, getting the whole hood pregnant. That's who Pookie is. Why is this so hard to comprehend? Why are people acting like it ain't what it is and they don't know what it is? And then why do you have these idiots out here Making videos talking about why is he hated so what you mean why he's hated so much? What do you mean? What the hell does that even mean? You know why he's hated so much by people like me and everybody else. Because they don't bring anything of substance and value to the community. Other than how to try to get some draws. You be, I'm telling you, you got niggas on here, 40 something years old, making videos, trying to under, under, you know, over here talking about how they trying to, how, how to get some hoes. And then they want to dress it up, how they helping black men. How is helping somebody get some hoes helping the community? Are helping the black community become stronger and more productive so that you can finally put yourself in a position to overthrow the white system. And all this other crap y'all pretend like y'all pretend like y'all care about. But your main mission is you're going to teach somebody how to overthrow racism and white supremacy by by shaking some sheets, by smacking some butt cheeks in the bedroom. And what, what are these people talking about? This is the type of this is the type of idiotic crap that goes on in this sector of YouTube. That a lot of y'all are just so scared. Y'all be tiptoeing around it. You don't want to call people's... Fuck that. Call them niggas out. Call them niggas out. All of them. Angry Man, Platinum Elite, all these bum-ass niggas out here. Call them out for their BS that they be saying. What are they going to do to you? They going to run up on you in real life? No, they not. No, they not. They ain't, they ain't going to do it because guess what? That's going to cut down on their time from making useless YouTube videos teaching you that your main mission in life as a black man is to go out there and just try to sleep with chicks all day long. <laughs> and then try to dress it up as, as like this is some, some black empowerment. Like this is what's going to get you freedom and take you to the next level. No, it's not. It's just going to end up causing you to have potentially get a damn chick pregnant be stuck on child support or catch a damn STD. And then, like I said, if you 40 years old and older talking like this, nigga, you's a failure. If that's all you have to offer young black men who are in their teenage years and in their 20s, if the only advice you have is to try to teach them how to get pussy. You ain't got nothing else to teach these dudes.
I'm trying, I've been trying to encourage them. Being a pookie is oh no, it ain't. Ain't nothing okay about being a bum, a failure. Nothing's okay about that. Nothing is okay about aspiring to be a bum or trying to legitimize Negroes who have historically been bums and leeches in, on the community, who have been dragging down the community. And I don't want to hear this reform pookie crap either. Yeah, you may have reform pookies out there, but the problem is where you niggas at? All you, all you so-called reform pookies out there hanging out in the comments section, y'all need to make videos and start talking and start talking to these youngins about why you might not want to do this crap and why you might want to do this over here. Because all y'all do is just hang out in the comments section. And they're trying to change the definition and all that crap. Trying to legitimize this, this ignorance. No, it's ignorance. Straight ignorance. Being taught by a bunch of ignorant Negroes, man. Ignorant Negroes who make videos. These niggas were useless before YouTube. Now they're just useless on YouTube. What don't y'all understand about this? And these dudes is like 35, 40 plus years old. The only thing they can sit here and talk to you about is how to get chicks. And then when you call them out on their BS, you mad because you can't get no pussy. Nigga, what is you talking about? I'm 40 years old. My priority in life is not to be wasting my 40s going into my 50s trying to smash every chick. I did that in my teenage years and my 20s when I was supposed to be focusing on that. As a grown man with kids and as a grown man who's in a position to help a younger person so that maybe they can grow up and have some assets in their life, learn them a valuable skill, get their education up. I'm supposed to be teaching them like, hey, nigga, you can go have your fun with the, with the honeys, but you need to find balance in your life and learn something because you're going to wake up and be 40 before you know it. Time moves fast. And the older you get, the faster it seems to go. You might want to learn something. Before you wake up and be 50, 60 years old working at McDonald's or greeting me at Walmart or standing in front of the liquor store, standing in front of the liquor store break dancing, so hoping somebody can put some change in your cup. If all you want to do is focus on ass and you listen to 40-year-old niggas who are in their middle, approaching their middle age or in their middle age, that's the only advice in the world they can give you? Like, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? This is what I'm saying. This, this, this sector is just all kinds of screwed up. All kinds of screwed up, man. They just want to, they just want to, they just want to be, you know, they just want to try to buck the system just for the sake of bucking the system. And they can't, they can't give you any, he says, I'm misinformed. All right, nigga, I'm talking to a nigga who got to reach back 5,000 years ago to try to make a point. We built the pyramids. Nigga, what'd you build last week? Nigga, yesterday, I told you how to go out there and get an LLC. Did you listen to my video from yesterday? I literally gave a class, an impromptu class, on how to get an LLC, 
an EIN number and go open up a business account with that information. Did you do it? You could have did that shit today. Or at least started the process for the LLC. No, man, we built the pyramids. We, we had Black Wall Street 100 years ago. <laughs> what you do today? What you do today? Where is Black Wall? Black Wall Street ain't got to be a physical thing. It could be an online thing. Where is the online Black Wall Street? Everybody else operating online. Where the online Black Wall Street, bro? And how come you ain't spearheading this with your drug money? You could be, you could be taking all your, your imaginary drug money and going out there and spearheading this Black Wall Street. Or you could be taking your imaginary drug money and going out there and funding uh, uh, the black YouTube so y'all can stop crying and complaining about being censored on YouTube. You could be using your dope money for that. Your imaginary dope money. Somebody says Tref, <laughs> the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. Every time I look up, Jay Morrison got somebody dropping a lawsuit on his ass. That nigga ain't getting none of my money. Every time I look up, I see a video of somebody talking about they finna sue this nigga. <laughs> Jay, oh, look at this. Young, here, here we go. What you do for niggas? Oh, God. I'm tired of answering that question. I ain't doing nothing for dumb niggas. I don't do I don't do nothing for dumb niggas. I, I, they, that's your answer. I don't do nothing for dumb niggas. I get on here and talk about you clowns because you need to be talked about and you need to be shamed. You need to be readily identified so that these youngins who are coming up know not to be like you. That is my contribution for niggas. It's preventing young niggas from becoming you. That's my contribution. Tony closer on Jay's what? Tony the close. Oh, you talking? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, my contribution to the community is to prevent young niggas from turning into you, young Morpheus. <laughs> That's the contribution I'm here to deliver. I'm trying to break the cycle of failure that y'all roll around in like pigs and slop. Y'all embrace this shit wholeheartedly. It's because y'all actually like being failures. Y'all actually like the, the, the wallow around in this crap. Y'all get on here crying, complaining about what y'all don't give a shit. Y'all don't be caring about white people and white supremacy. Y'all don't be caring. Y'all just like to cry and complain about oh, white supremacy. Oh, let, me, let me go out here and do everything I'm supposed to do to make sure that white supremacy stays winning because I'm too lazy to go out there and learn how to compete against these motherfuckers. Cause I gotta go get them hoes, nigga. I gotta go get them hoes, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be pushing my imaginary drugs that I'm bragging about in the comment section. <laughs> bum ass niggas. But you know, anyway, back to the system though. I don't see nothing wrong with it. I don't see nothing wrong with the system. I can't go to, I can't find a system in Africa that appears to be better than the American system. <laughs> like show me an alternative to, to this system we have right here that I'm supposed to be conforming or not conforming to or not assimilating into. And I'm supposed to be fighting. I'm supposed to be uh, mentally fighting the man at every, show me, show me the alternative. Show me the alternative. Surely somebody could have figured it out by now. Somebody could have figured something out by now. Some other 
philosophy or ideology that has a proven track record of working. You're welcome, DA, because we know young Morpheus wasn't about to help you with this LLC information, even though he could have Googled it. <laughs> You're welcome. All I did was go out there and read. And I discovered it. I was like, oh, okay. Watch a couple YouTube videos on it. Oh, okay. Well, let me, let me share it with some people. That's it. Everybody could do the same thing I did. When no, when no, you didn't have to take a college class to figure that one out. <laughs> but show me the alternative to it. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, it'd be like when people be like, oh, you served in the white man's army. Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. And you ain't going to shame me for serving in the white man's army. Sure did. Show me the black man's army. Show me, show me the black man's business. You know, matter of fact, here, here it is, young Morpheus. Where was, where was Black Wall Street at, young Morpheus, when I was 22 years old, coming out of college, looking for a job? That where they could have offered me an excellent benefit package that's in comparison to what the white man's army was offering me. Where was that at? Huh? Young Morpheus? Mr. We Built the Pyramids and we had Black Wall Street. When I was 22 years old in 2002, looking for my first real job. When I say real job, I'm talking about like for real, for real job. Where was Black Wall Street? So that I could have submitted my applications and or resumes, went on and got hired with all these Black Wall Street people and got me like an excellent benefits package. Where were all these places at, B? Where were they at, though? We we remember, remember, according to you, we built the pyramids. We built, we built Black Wall Street. How come you ain't build it again? So in 2002, I could have went and found me a job on Black Wall Street that was offering excellent benefit packages that I currently take advantage of to this day, thanks to me serving in the white man's army. Where was Black Wall Street? How come you ain't get it popping? You had 100 years. Well, back in 2002, you had 80 years to get it popping. Huh? Where, where was all this stuff at, man? Huh? Where was that, though? So don't come in here telling me I'm supposed to be mad at the system or running around here. All right, you say you was a baby. You was a baby in 2002. What about your, your bum-ass father? What was your bum-ass father and bum-ass mother doing? They about my age. If you was a baby in 2002, that means your mom and your daddy about my age. All right, fine. Let's go back to your grandparents. What were them niggas doing? How could them niggas didn't go lay down the foundation for Black Wall Street so I could have got a job working for your mommy and your daddy or your, your grandparents or some shit like that so I can support the Black Wall Street, so we ain't got to be having these conversations about conformity and, and, and assimilation and, and whether you mentally on the plantation or, you know, all this bullshit, supporting Mr. Charlie and all them. Because Mr. Charlie handed out benefits like a son bitch. He handed out jobs. He handed out benefits. He handed out skills I can use so I can go start my own shit if I want. Or you can go start your own crap. Where, where all this stuff at? Where that? When I was learning IT, where, where were like all the black IT gurus at to teach me this crap? Instead of me having to learn it on my own, reading books written by white people. <laughs> where that? 
Where is it at? If I want to become like a mechanic, where were like all the black mechanics at who had like their own legit shops, not some shit they was operating out of their garage where they could have took me in as an apprentice or whatever, taught me the game, had me working for their business till I got put in a position to, you know, move up in their business and take over it or start my own crap. Where was all this at, man? I was alive back then. I was a grown up in 2002. Where was it at? Where was it at in the 90s when I was a teenager? When I was out there looking for a job to feed my shoe habit <laughs> so I can, so I and my nigga trinket habit, where were all these black employers at, man? Where were they at? Because I damn sure don't remember seeing none of them when I was out there looking for a job. And I'm not a boomer. I wasn't. I'm, I was born in 1980. Boomers aren't a part of my generation. My parents are boomers. I'm part of Generation X. Well, Generation X slash Generation Millennial. They call us Zillennials. I'm part of that generation. I'm not a boomer. So you can't come in here with the OK boomer. It don't work because I'm not a boomer. Boomers are people who were born around the 50s. <laughs> who were born because, you know, after that generation came back from World War II and they started making babies all over the place. That's the boomer generation. Boomers are in their, like, 60s right now. I'm not a boomer. So you miss me with the okay boomer. Don't work here. So where all this stuff at? Where was this stuff at? Huh? But I'm supposed to be mad at the system that's in place now that appears to be working. Yeah, like I said, you can, you can, there's some things you can fix here and there, but overall, it seems to be working pretty damn fine for everybody. You know, the same system that allows for you to walk into your bedroom and hit the light switch and bam, magically, you got electricity. You walk into your kitchen, turn on the faucet, and bam. Clean water comes out that damn thing. Even if you live in the hood, the hoodiest of the hoods, you can still turn on the faucet and get clean water for the most part. <laughs> unless you don't pay your bill and nothing comes out of it. Or unless you live in Flint, Michigan or something like that. But other than that, what are you talking about? That's, that's part of the system too, right? Where, where's the black water fountain at? <laughs> Let's go back to Jim Crow. Where the black water fountain at? Where the, where the, where the black water pipes at? <laughs> black man built the White House. All right? How come niggas ain't building houses now? How come every time I go out there, I see Mexicans building houses? Where are all these black contractors at to build houses all over the place? Where they at? They building houses down in my city every other day. It'd be mostly Mexicans out there building these houses. And then the people who own the houses, own, own, the, own the construction uh, of the houses or the housing development, be like 99% white people. <laughs> we built the White House. All right, go build another one then. Go build another one. Go out there and start flipping houses, bruh. All them houses in the hood. You can't, re you can't rejuvenate them houses in the hood to prevent them from getting gentrified. 
Here's what you do, young Morpheus. Since you're such an expert at building houses, <laughs> go to the hood and rejuvenate the houses in the hood, my nigga, so that you can raise the property values to prevent that crap from getting gentrified. Because, you know, you claim to be a drug dealer. Take your drug dealing money and run your ass down to Home Depot and get some hammers and nails and bring the hood back to life. And start buying up the block and flipping the houses. And then maybe film it, put it on YouTube so we can try to get you a TV show on HGTV called Flipping the Hood. Pookie, pookie, pookie house flipping. Pookie be flipping, flipping from flipping from flipping bricks to flipping houses. That could be your HGTV show from flipping bricks to flipping houses. How come you ain't flipping houses? <laughs> so you can stop crying about gentrification. Go gentrify your own community. Mr. Mr. Wannabe drug dealer. He says, you do it, nigga. All you do is talk. Yeah, I do talk. I'm not the one out here talking about. I'm out here building houses and pyramids. You are. So if you out here claiming it, go do it again. Go do it again. You don't told me we built the pyramids. We built Black Wall Street. We, we built the White House. Well, nigga, go do it again. Go do it again. Show me you can do it. Do it again. Prove to me you can do it. Don't sit around here clinging on to somebody else's greatness. Prove to me you can do it on your own accord. <laughs> He's so stupid, he don't even get what the hell I'm talking about. I ain't the one out here bragging I built all this crap from 100 years ago. You are. So if you, so you want to claim that, do it again. You obviously, you, obviously you, you're an expert at it. Do it again. This is the year 2020. You got a, you got an iPhone in your possession with access to YouTube. You can learn how to do all kind of crap. There's a YouTube channel I'm sub to by some. I don't know if this dude is white or Hispanic or whatever. Some white dude slash Hispanic dude, whatever. He got like a million subs on his channel. All he does is make videos showing you home improvement projects. I be watching his channel so much, I got all kind of ideas floating in my brain about how I want to get my house all fancy schmancy. His video quality ain't the greatest in the world. It's literally, you know, somebody holding the phone. He got like a million subs, man. What's this dude's channel's name? <clears throat> what a black version of that. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's got to be one out there. I just don't know of it. But you can start it. Uh, whatever your name is, Young young Loser. You can start it, Young Loser. And it's sad because you are young and you've embraced a losing mentality. That's the scary part about it. Like I say, this ain't trolling. This nigga's really like this. This dude is really like this. What's this? Let me find this YouTuber so I can give him his props. Hold on. What's this guy's name? Damn, I, I'm subbing so many channels, man. 
is this guy's name? But he be having some dope little projects. He'll show you how to do it step by step. We're like, hell yeah. He saved you all kind of money. All right, I can't find his channel name for some reason. But he be, he be getting busy out in these uh these these home remodeling streets, is what I'm trying to tell you. Be having me in here watching his videos, thinking I can do it too. <laughs> I mean, I can do that. Knowing damn well I messed the whole project up. Damn, I can't find this guy's name, man. Uh, all right, well, whatever. I'll have to. Wait, is this him right here? Hold on. Nope, that's not him. Baby, where you at, though, man? Oh, here he is, right here. It's called Finnish Carpentry TV. That's that's his name. Oh, I thought he had a million views, a million subs. No, he only got a few hundred thousand subs. But still, you might as well say a million. He got over 300,000 subs. But his videos, he got some of them be doing like a million plus views. Finnish Carpentry TV. That, that's who the dude is. This little Hispanic looking dude. Be out here getting busy in these streets. He looked like he, he, looked like he a descendant from the Aztecs. Right? I ain't seen him make one video talking about, talking about, we built the Aztec pyramids. We built the Inca, the Inca Empire. <laughs> he out here building brand new empires called suburbs every single day. <laughs> you got these, you got these Mexicans who be starting these YouTube channels, making carpentry, doing carpentry stuff, right? I don't hear none of them talking about we built the Inca Empire, we built the Aztec Empire. We built all this great, wonderful stuff throughout Central America, all them pyramids down there, et cetera, et cetera, and all this other crap. They out here building modern-day, quote-unquote, pyramids in the form of houses that people go live in every single day. But you got young Morpheus, we built, we built the pyramids in the White House. Young Morpheus don't even know what a hammer looks like. <laughs> you couldn't, young Morpheus don't even know what a nail looks like. We built America. This nigga can't even. This nigga can't even make 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 a bowl of cereal properly. But we built America, and that's another lie. A whole bunch of people built America. It wasn't just black people. It's <laughs> how dumb this dude is. We built America. No, a whole bunch of cultures built America, bruh. Go look at New York City. Go look at all them pictures of them skyscrapers going up. How many of them people were black people? <laughs> I'm talking about back in like the, 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 the early 1900s when they first started slapping skyscrapers up and they was they be, they be walking on them damn beams. How many of them were black people doing that? Because every picture I've ever seen looked like a white person. <laughs> we built America. No, nigga. It was a whole bunch of people who built America. The Chinese played an intricate part in the railway in the railroad system in America, bruh. Go look it up. It was a whole bunch of Chinese Asian Americans slapping down railroad tracks across America. That helped build America too.
We built America. No, nigga, niggas was out here picking cotton. Niggas was forced to do our work for the most part, for, for most of our existence here in this country. Young Morpheus can't even pour a bowl of cereal without spilling milk all over the goddamn place. But he built America. <laughs> no, nigga, you built, you built the single mother population in black America. That's what you built. That, that's your legacy right there. Your legacy is the single mother rate in the black community. Your legacy is your legacy is driving down property values in the black community because you don't want to cut your grass. And you don't want to stop parking your damn, your damn 96 Caprice all over the damn grass. That's, that's what you built. That's your legacy. You built trap houses. Because <laughs> obviously you ain't, you ain't bright enough to be like, you don't have to sell drugs. Because y'all, y'all come back, but we didn't make the drugs. But nobody told you you had to sell them and use them either. I hate that excuse. People be like, we didn't bring the drugs in. Maybe acting like maybe acting like white folks just came through the hood with needles and just started just running around jamming them shits in your arm. Like, like they held y'all, held everybody down. You're gonna smoke this rock today. You're gonna smoke this rock and you're gonna shoot this, these needles into your arm. No, you had a bunch of people out there voluntarily looking for the needles, voluntarily looking for the cocaine, voluntarily looking for the crack rock. Voluntarily, voluntarily selling it. Voluntarily dragging down the conditions of the community and then want to cry when the white folks come through and, and, and be bussy upside of the head. I guarantee I guarantee we probably wouldn't have that much that much police interaction in the, in the community if, if you got rid of all the pookies and ray rays. Guarantee it. Guaranteed. Cause they be coming out here because y'all be because niggas be calling the cops on y'all because y'all out here doing shit. <laughs> Old lady can't cross the street. Kids getting shot every other damn day. As young as one years old or less than a year old. need the police out there. They need to be. That's why that's why I be like I don't have a problem with the system. They need the cops out there whooping on you niggas asses. I'm team back the blue all day. Blue lives matter, nigga. When it comes to you pookies and ray rays, I'm team blue lives matter up in this bitch. Back the blue. Get them niggas the hell up out of here, police. If I see the cops trying to arrest the pookie, I'm gonna come over there and help the cop. I'm like, hey, do you need me to hold his arms down? Do you need me to kick him a couple times? Get this nigga up out of here. Yeah, that's why I can't be too, too mad at Joe Biden with the crime bill. It may, it, you know, it, it was originally written for all these pookies and Ray Rays. Unfortunately, it got some other people caught up in it. It was like a big dragnet thing. Yeah, white people love me. That's right. I'm half white. They should love me. Everybody love me. White people, black people, because when I go out there, ain't nobody messing with me because I ain't doing nothing to be to, 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 to cause chaos and confusion in other people's lives. That's right. 
You a Pookie and Ray Ray, I'm dropping dimes on you, nigga. I'm, I'm team snitching, all that crap. And like I said, if I see them, if I, if I recognize a Pookie and a Ray Ray and the cops is giving you that work, I'm going to go over there and try to help them out. Y'all got to go. Get them niggas up out of here. Get them niggas out of here. Blue Lives Matter. Fund the police. I'm team fund the police. Get them niggas up out of here. I'm tired of y'all. I'm sick and tired of y'all. You ain't got to worry about me coming to your hood. What I need to go to your hood for? What you unless you got a unless you got a banging ass uh, chicken spot out there? I ain't got no reason to go to your hood. What we gonna do? Come over there and play dominoes with you? Yeah, I can play that on my smartphone. Come over there and and what? Smoke some trees with you? <laughs> I can have that delivered to my house. I need to go to your hood for what you got like the best barber out there like what i need to come out there for to do what to come out there and prove to you how hard i, I ain't got to prove shit to you <laughs> but the difference is i can afford to go to your hood you can't afford to come out to where i live you ain't got enough gas money to get out here i could probably come to your hood and buy your fucking house from up under you and be your landlord nigga how you love that what if I came to your hood and bought your house, young Morpheus, and turned it to your landlord and evicted your ass? <laughs> what you going to do then? I can do that. But he going to be like, no, oh, my house. You don't own nothing. Shut up. Oh, you got Uber. <sighs> All right. I mean, this, this nigga just talking stupid crap. But this is what the but he does this in real life. He he is a representation of so many black dudes in real life. Like I say, y'all see these clowns on the internet talking like this. Y'all gotta understand, they talk like this offline, man, is what I'm trying to tell you. They talk like this in real life offline. This ain't just an act for YouTube because they want to be seen and try to get a couple laughs and try to and try to roast somebody. No, they act like this offline. They think like this and act like this offline. This is not an act with these people. This is really who they are. Yeah. We need to clean the hood up. I'm supporting the police all day to get you niggas up out of here. Hmm. Cause y'all gotta go. And that's part of that's part of the system that, you know, I sit back and I watch, I'm like, I don't really too much disagree with this. I don't too much disagree with this. Like, you know, like when you be seeing these these thug ass niggas getting killed by the police and everybody out here boohooing and crying. I'm just like, like the system worked to me. Like that one, like that one kid that got killed in Detroit not too long ago. Well, not kid. Uh, a young adult, right? So the police roll up trying to arrest this one dude. And the dude that got killed just happened to be there. So the dude that ended up getting killed, he on tape, y'all. He is on videotape, reaching into his pocket, pulling out a gun, 
pointing it at the cop's head and pulling the trigger, and he missed. And what the cops do? Lit his ass up. And then his mama on the news, Tom, on, on some, they ain't have to do that to my baby. He was good. Now, I, I expect the mother to say that. But you had other people saying this dumb crap. I'm like, your man's is clearly on tape. He is, the cops show up to arrest his friend. They don't even try to arrest him. They're here for the friend. And the friend just happened to be, just happened to be a suspect involved in a triple homicide. So he hanging out with a dude that's wanted for a triple homicide, right? Like they just, they just chilling at the park together. You know, you know what I'm saying? Exchanging details. So the friend that got killed, he is on camera reaching into his pocket, pulling his gun out and blasting it at the cop and missed. Missed the cops trying to shoot him in the head. And the other cops that was there tore off into his ass, lit him all the way up like a Christmas tree. Then everybody on there, he ain't do nothing. No, it's a video showing he did something. What is you talking about? And don't sit here and try to hit me with it. That was a one-time thing. Look, no, 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 no. For you to be that bold to pull a gun out your pocket and try to kill a cop point blank range, that is dead. That is evidence that you've been a pookie Negro your entire life, ladies and gentlemen. You don't just be a regular ass Joe Blow, go to work, try to do the right thing type of dude to all of a sudden you out here taking headshots at the police. No, you've been training for that event for about 10, 15 years. Everything in your life that you have done has sent you down a path of pookieism to where this was your, this was your ultimate test right here. So uh, miss me with that. He was a good kid. No, no, he wasn't. That nigga did some shit. He deserved it. He got lit up like a Christmas tree. They weren't even there to get him. They were there to get the other dude. <laughs> and it's just like that kid that got killed in Chicago that they was tearing up the streets for. I heard he did a similar thing. Pulled the gun out and started blasting at the cops or something like that. And he got lit up. Like, well, what you think was going to happen? What you think was going to happen? You know what I'm saying? This is how most of these stories be. Most of these stories, that's why I be looking at it when these victims come out. I'm like, man, nine times out of ten, these are the wrong people. These are the people who've been doing everything in their entire life that led up to this event. George Floyd. Shame the man is dead, but you ain't going to make me sit here and ignore everything that went on with this dude that came out after he died. Like, all right. When he first died, and I didn't know nothing about him, I was like, oh, man, that's wrong. Then he came out, he over here robbing pregnant women, putting a pistol to the pregnant woman's belly, robbing her and doing all this crap. Wait a second. That nigga need to go to jail. Get that, get that nigga up out of here. I do deserve to die. You know, I don't give a shit at this point. That nigga, got, that nigga he got to go. He got to go. He got to go. Because all he had to do was just act calm like the two passengers in his vehicle, he'd probably be alive today. The other two people that was in the car at the same time with George Floyd, they still breathe in air. They still breathe in air. You know why? Because they was acting calm. George would be alive if he had to act calm too. I don't care if he deserved to die. You ain't finna, I ain't finna sit here and, and be like, he didn't deserve to die. Man, get that nigga up out of here. Get him up out of here. He got to go.
He got to go. He got to go. Find me some police brutality victims who got like squeaky clean records. Most of them don't. Says, have I heard about the five-year-old? And I ain't hear about that. I ain't hear about that. I'm saying these, these niggas got to go. He said, because he was big and black, young Morpheus. There were two other people in the car with him. How come they still breathing air? We saw the videos. <laughs> you know why they alive? Because they ain't trying to act wild and crazy. They probably wasn't high, or if they were high, they knew how to, 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 they knew how to control their high if they was high. They still breathing. They was in the car at the same time. They, they found George Floyd. Same damn time. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm tired of making excuses for the worst of our community. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of, I'm, look, you're not going to get me to jump up and boohoo and cry over a black person that gets killed. I'm not doing it anymore. I, I, did, it, I did it enough. I ain't doing it no more. I'm going to wait until I hear some more stuff come out about their background. And if it comes out that they got a long documented history of being a pookie and a Ray Ray, hey, you got to go. You got to go, bro. You got to go. We got to get these niggas up out of here. We got to get them up out of here. Because there's too many of them out there. Too many. My, my victims need to have, you know, fairly decent, clean backgrounds. Like, I'll give Trayvon Martin a pass. He was a kid, like 16, 17 years old. Ain't no video footage. And I believe George Zimmerman hunted him down or stalked him. And what I also believe was Trayvon probably started whooping off in his ass, which he should have did because you got a grown man following you around an apartment complex. And then George Zimmerman got the, got the advantage and killed him. And then Jordan, what's his face up in Jacksonville, who got killed not too long after Trayvon for sitting in the car because, you know, teenagers bumping some music and then the white dude got offended and came through and shot him. Trayvon and Jordan, whatever his name is, they deserve to be marched and protested on behalf of. But then you get the, you get the Mike Brown. You, and I, I'm not marching for Mike Brown. I'm not marching for this dude. Nope. He got a long history of doing shit he ain't got no business doing. And there's a portion of it was caught on video right before he got killed when he was at the convenience store. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got a history. He, got a, he had a history of doing crap. Now, these niggas got to go, man. We got to get rid of it. Listen, I'm sorry. Y'all don't want to hear this? but you need to hear it. A lot of these dudes got to go. Y'all talk about y'all want to make it to the mountaintop, overthrow white supremacy. You got to get rid of all the bad elements at your ranks. How you going, how you going to go to war? How you going to listen? I served in the United States army 13 years. The army would be a total disaster. If all of the troops on the U S army side were fighting and killing each other all damn day long. And we out here trying to fight the Taliban. We out here trying to fight Iraqis and, and, and you know, whoever the hell else is out there. We, we wouldn't be effective if I turned around and all my battle buddies, the Navy is over here trying to fight the Army and we, or the Army just fighting each other. It's like, come on, man. 
You got to get rid of all these foul elements of black society, B. And let the smart ones and the productive ones lead the way. Because right now we're being ran by the idiots. The idiots have taken over all the microphones. <laughs> they got all the bullhorns. And they're calling out idiot shots, idiot plays. And they got a bunch of other idiots who think the crap is cool and sweet and funny. And then they wonder why you keep spinning your wheels and we keep having this conversation about we need to overthrow racism and white supremacy. How are you going to do it with a bunch of idiots that, that can't even recognize that your side of the, your, your army sucks? We need to focus on the white people's. What do you mean? For every, like, like I said, go back to my army versus the Taliban analogy. For every one Taliban soldier that kills a U.S. Army personnel, I turn around in my ranks and I got 10 of my people who just killed 10 of my other people. What do you mean I need to focus on the Taliban? I need to figure out how to get my people to get in line and stop engaging in the stupid crap. <laughs> Harsh, you're never going to be able to take out the Taliban because you got to worry about is the nigga behind you pointing the rifle at the back of your head while you over here pointing your rifle at the Taliban. That's what we're dealing with. Y'all over here pointing your imaginary anger and rifles at the, at the cops and the white people. Meanwhile, all these niggas behind you are pointing real guns at the back of your head. But you're going to sit here and talk about the cops is the greater danger. What? And then y'all got the nerve to get up on here and talk military strategy like, like y'all been in the military. Then y'all love to quote the art of war. Y'all niggas ain't never even read that damn book before. <laughs> or y'all love to say, this chess, not checkers. You don't even know how to play chess, man. <laughs> you don't know how to move any of the pieces on the board. <laughs> Stop saying stuff you don't know how to do. Don't come in here saying, I do, I do. I'm talking about you in the greater context of black society. This ain't specifically aimed at one person. Yes, I am a coon, young Morpheus. You just figuring that out? I ain't got no love for bum-ass niggas like you. None. <laughs> Absolutely none. What happens to you happens to you, and, it, and it's probably deserved. Young Morpheus, if you out here living the Pookie Ray Ray life and you support the chaotic conditions of the community, I haven't, you will never catch me marching or hashtagging on your behalf if a, if a, if a so-called race soldier come give you the business. You will never catch me doing it. I'll be like, that nigga deserved it. He got to go. He got to go. Good, I'm glad it hurt. Go, go home, cry in the corner, nigga. Go get you some Kleenex tears and, and go eat you a bowl of cereal and take your ass to bed. I am not marching for you clown-ass niggas. I'm not caping for you clown-ass niggas. I'm not doing it. I ain't waiting hell to the knob. Y'all gotta go. Y'all gots to go. All y'all, y'all gotta go. They need to come. The, the bullhorns need to be snatched. Your microphone, look, y'all gotta go. 
Y'all been y'all been just 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 causing chaos for too long and been crying about shit all day long. We need to focus on white people. You got like fifty niggas with a with an with a, with an AR fifteen or some random Glock pointed at the back of your head, and you talking about we need to focus on the white. No, I need to figure out why these niggas got this gun pointed at the back of my head. We supposed to be black, but every every but but every other day y'all robbing niggas, y'all killing killing the babies, slanging drugs all over the place, acting like you don't have any self control. So what? They dropped a mysterious box of guns off in the hood. Why you gotta why you gotta pick them up? Or if you do pick them up, why you gotta go shoot up every other black person? <laughs> like if you got beef with a nigga, why don't you just walk up to that nigga and handle your business? Why you gotta just 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 spray the whole block and then innocent babies be getting catching bullets and shit? Like, what, what the hell are we talking about here? They bringing the drugs in. Ain't nobody telling you to sell that stuff or use it. Okay, fine. You're selling it. Okay, why don't you take your little drug money and figure out how to wash it? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm just saying, I don't support selling drugs, but damn it, if you're going to do it, figure out how to wash your money and turn it into legal money and go buy the block up <laughs> so you can stop crying about potential gentrification pushing you out. I'm just saying, y'all, y'all act like this is some complicated crap. Walking around with these damn thousand dollar smartphones and acting like, acting like, acting like just straight idiots. All right, I'm done talking to this dumb nigga. But this, this is this is this is what this is what be going on. And and, and get out of here with this proximity crap. Yeah, you know what? No, let's talk about proximity, Illuminati or whatever your stupid name is. Let's talk about proximity. So proximity is, well, we live around black peoples and, and that's why we kills each other at an 80% rate. All right? So you kill each other at an 80% rate because you're around other black people all day long. All right, well, how come you're not focusing on them? White cops ain't around you all damn day long. They, they patrol through the hood and take their ass to the crib, nigga. So why are you over here bringing up the proximity argument? You, you are literally in proximity of, of, of the person who is responsible for, for causing you to lose your life at the greatest rate. It, it, it's the person you're in proximity to. But you want to focus on the onesie and twosie cops that patrol through the hood <laughs> and then take their asses home after, after they get off. Focus on all the niggas you're in proximity with that you're around every single day that add to the to the five, six, seven thousand black on black homicides every year compared to the 10, 20, maybe 30 homicides that cops do on the black people every year. On unarmed black people. Even though if you're unarmed, that don't mean you're not a threat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You want to focus on the, the onesies and twosies and ignore all these niggas standing behind you that are in proximity to you with their guns aimed at the back of your head. <laughs> you know them same niggas that got your grandmama scared to come out the damn house. That proximity, man. That black on black, man. Proximity, man. You sound like cool, man. Yeah, I am a cool. 
I'm going to coon it up like a slum bitch. I'm going to eat my butter biscuits and tap dance on all you niggas. You're going to feel these tap dancing shoes today, nigga. You're going to feel these metal taps on my shoes when you come over here. I'm a zippity doodah tap dance all over your ass on this channel. As I'm eating my butter biscuits. And I don't like butter on my biscuits. I like to put honey on my biscuits. Not honey, but uh, syrup. You're going you gonna to get these tap dancing shoes today. Best to believe that. So you call me a coon all you want. I don't give a damn. You're going to feel these tap dancing coon shoes on your ass today. Every day on this channel. Every single day. You're going to fall asleep listening to the sounds of tapping. When you see, when you hear something tapping, think of me, nigga. Think of these tap dancing shoes tapping all over your ass. I ain't playing with you idiots anymore. I ain't making no excuses for you idiots anymore. None of it. Because it's, 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 it's just beyond out of control with y'all. All logic has just flown completely out the goddamn window with y'all. And, and, and the scary part is y'all are y'all are infecting the babies with this craziness. You be have you got kids like five years old getting indoctrinated with this foolishness y'all are pumping out here. And they're gonna grow up and become the next batch of losers too with this loser philosophy, believing that white people are hunting them down. Just totally ignoring that their little preschool friend caught a bullet to the back of the head. Yeah, I know I ain't making sense. I, you know, because I'm an educated dude and you're uneducated. So, of course, I'm not going to make sense to you because I'm talking above your pay grade. Like, that's a no-brainer. I'm talking above. I don't talk minimum wage talk, nigga. I don't talk struggle talk. Of course, I don't make sense to you. <laughs> that's that's a no-brainer nobody's surprised about that one of course i don't make sense to you i don't talk victim talk i don't talk pookie ray ray woe is me talk so tell me something new <laughs> tell me something new I talk grown man talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I talk common sense because I've lived life. Been around the block a few times. Been out the country a few times. Been here, been there. Lived life, made my mistakes. Came back and corrected the mistakes that I made. Luckily, there were they weren't long term mistakes. I was smart enough not to get not to get caught up in something long term, something that couldn't be corrected. I put it that way. Yeah, I don't I don't talk dumb nigga talk. That's why you don't understand me. I'm sorry, you <laughs> you're not gonna understand this. Go go listen to Angry Man. Go listen to. What's that other clown's name? What I say his name was uh, uh, 
Platinum Elite. Go listen to them dumb niggas. They'll feed you all this this dumb nigga talk that you that you that you listen that you listen to. And then you can go over there and, and brag the angry man about how you got bands, and then maybe he'll pull out he'll pull out his little his little knot of money from his pocket and show you he got a knot of money too. I don't have to pull out a knot full of money. I don't even carry cash on me. <laughs> I carry plastic. Only time I got to carry cash is if I have to pay for something in cash. Other than that, what the hell do I need cash for? I don't even pay my barber in cash. I use the cash app. You can pull, you can pull out a band full of money. I can pull out equity out of my house. <laughs> I can pull equity out my house, <laughs> which I guarantee is more than the bands you claim you got. I can pull equity out. Do you even know what equity means? <laughs> or is this that, are you going to come here? Oh, you, I don't know. You ain't making no sense. Of course you don't know. Of course you don't, wouldn't know what, what I'm talking about. You could, pull, you could pull a dope boy knot out. I could pull equity out. I guarantee my equity trumps your dope boy knot. It can go a whole lot further. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I don't have to pull cash out or run around talking about I got bands to prove I'm the man. I ain't got to do that shit. For one, I'm, I ain't got nothing to prove to y'all, but even if I want to prove to y'all, I don't have to do that. I can pull assets out. I can go pull out credit scores. I just, matter of fact, I just got my credit score back. I'm, I'm like above an 800 right now. I can go to the car lot and just sign my name on a piece of paper and drive off that, drive off with that motherfucking car if I want. With no down payments or nothing. I ain't gonna do that. I'm talking about some brand new shit. <laughs> I got I got bands. I nigga, I got equity. <laughs> I got equity and a high ass credit score. What the hell is you talking about? And, and I got and I got I got one credit card. <laughs> I got I got three debit cards and one credit card. I know some I saw somebody pulling out. I got all these credit cards, nigga. For what? <laughs> I think it was Angry Man. He pulled out. I got he pulled. It was like the other day I was watching. He pulled out. He pulled out his little rubber band full of money, and then he pulled out his wallet. Talking about I got all these credit cards. Like for what? I got one goddamn credit card. It got like a, I think it got like a ten, fifteen thousand dollar limit on it or something like that. That's the only goddamn credit card I got. That's it. I get I get offers for credit cards in the mail every other day. I just throw them shits in the trash. I got one damn credit card, y'all, and I only use it for certain things. I use it to pay for my vacations when I go on vacations with the family, or I use it to buy some high item some high ticket item for my house that I don't feel like spending my cash on at the moment off my debit card. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean, it's like, what are we talking about here? Just cause you got a bunch of credit cards don't mean you balling. It just means you got the potential for racking up a bunch of debt. <laughs> I got one goddamn credit card. That's all I need. And I don't ever, I, like I said, I, re I use that thing I use that thing just enough to prevent them from turning it off from <laughs> so I can keep my credit rolling. Go make a stupid purchase once a month and pay it off. I'll go make a major purchase and then, you know, pay it off. 
Oh, no, I take it back. I got one true credit card. I do got other credit, quote unquote, credit cards for like stores. But like I'll use this, like, let's just say I, I like, like my sleep number bed. I got a sleep number credit card that I used to buy my $8,000 bed, right? Which I just paid off, by the way. Um, I'll, that's, the only t- that's the only other time I'll use credit. You know what I'm saying? Or like a credit card type of deal. Because normally when I apply for it, they give me like this stupid, ridiculously low interest rate or be something like if you pay it off in six to 12 months, uh, you sign up for our credit card, we'll give you six to 12 months, no interest. I'd be like, hell yeah, sign me up for that shit. Because I plan on paying it off in six to 12 months. (laughs) That's why. Sign me up. You know what I'm saying? So that's the type of stuff I do. And guess what? You do that, that helps your credit score, ladies and gentlemen. In case you didn't know that, I had to learn this stuff the hard way. You know how I learned this? I learned this because I messed up my credit when I was in college. In college, I got a cell phone just because I wanted to have a cell phone. You know, it went out, you know, it was one of those little Nokia cell phones from back in the day that we had back in the 90s. I don't even know why the hell I had it. I just had it. I just had to have a cell phone. Ran it up, ran up the bill. Couldn't afford the bill. My parents wouldn't give me no money to pay on the bill. Man, that thing messed my credit up for about a good four or five years, y'all. I'm talking about my credit. Well, I couldn't get nothing. I was, my credit was on struggle status for about four or five years, y'all. You say school loans. I never had a school loan. I had a scholarship. <laughs> I don't know what that Sally Mae life is like, to be honest with you. I've never taken out a school loan before. So I had a scholarship when I went for my undergrad, and then I used my Montgomery GI Bill or my, my post-9-11 bill to go back to school and get my um, two graduate degrees. So I've, I've never paid for college is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not saying that to be bragging. I'm just saying I, I've, I'm literally, I've never paid for college. Now, I'm, I'm paying for it for my sons, but for me personally, I never had to take out a loan. But if you got to take out a loan to get your education, then get, do what you got to do. College is expensive. Everybody can't afford to be writing $10,000, $20,000 checks. If you got to take out a loan, my brother's got loan. Uh, my, one, my brother that's in law school, he got a, he got, he's still paying on his loans from his undergrad. I don't knock that. Just, just pay on it because you, you're going, you're going to get, they're going to they get their money back. So do what you got to do to get your education if you feel like you need a college degree. And you can't, and that's the only way you can afford it. Ain't no shame in that shit. Just know that you're gonna have to pay on it. Cause they're gonna come, they gonna get their money, is what I'm trying to tell you. You might be able to defer it, but eventually they're gonna come collect. But my thing is just pay your bills, because like I say, look. I had to learn this the hard way, man. I remember when I was going out there to buy my first car, right? I didn't, I didn't get my first car until I was like 21, 22 years old. Y'all know that? I ain't had no car in high school. I ain't had no car in college. My parents ain't buy me one. I bought my own shit. My very first car, I bought that shit. When I joined the Army, that was the first time I had a car. You know what I'm saying? My own car. I, got, I didn't get my first car until I was 22. So I remember I was going there to look for my first car. 
I went to this Nissan dealership. I was looking for some Nissan. Uh, I think it was like a what the hell was it? Like a Nissan Altima. I don't know. It was like it wasn't an Altima. It was something else. But anyways, I remember this 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 chick working at the dealership came out there. This old fat booty. Oh god, that chick had a big old booty. So we out there flirting. You know, she 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 flirting with me on purpose because she's trying to get me to drive this damn car. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, once they get you in the car and you drive it. You like you like seventy five percent there from signing the damn paperwork to buy the car. Like that's that's literally when you guys go to a dealership, try to avoid unless you know you want to buy this particular car, avoid going to take the test drive because they gone because once they get you in the driver's seat to test drive it, they are seventy five percent all the way to closing the deal with you. Even if this ain't the car you want, because you're gonna get in that car, you're gonna be thinking you the man out in these streets. You're going to be feeling good, smelling good, especially if it's somebody of the opposite sex like this chick was. Like I said, she had that cute smile. That big old booty was jiggling in front of me. I was like, ooh, ooh. I just imagined imagined putting her in the back seat and throwing them legs behind her, her freaking ears. But anyways, man, she went back and ran my credit score, man. (laughs) That chick came back outside. That, that, that That damn smile went away. Them, that that hip switching went away. She was walking like a goddamn white woman going to tell on me and shit. Coming back to whisper to me that, oh, you know, I don't think this is going to work. Your credit is just not going to work. I'm like, oh, goddamn, girl. What you mean? We can't work something out? No. Like I said, when I first came out there, them hips was swaying. Them, them, them patty cakes was jiggling. She ran that credit. She was walking like Karen going to tell on me. <laughs> Wasn't no switching. She was like, get this nigga up out this parking lot. <laughs> get your ass up out this parking lot, you broke ass, no credit having ass Negro. I had, I had to go. I'm like, damn. All right. <laughs> get your ass. Yeah. All of it dried up. That thing turned into a desert. Get your ass up out of here. My light skin privilege didn't work that day. Shit. <laughs> My light skin privilege didn't work that I couldn't pull. I couldn't get her. I couldn't be like, hey, girl, can we can we, uh, you know, jump my credit up? Look at the curls on my head. Can I use that? Can I put this on some light skin credit? She was like, nigga, if you don't get your ass up out my parking lot, come back in about a year when you fix this shit. <laughs> right, yeah, team light skin took an L that day, a hard L. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed because I didn't even know what my credit score was. I ain't no shit. I just knew I ain't pay on that cell phone bill, but I didn't think it was that bad. Hell no. She came back with like, get your ass up out of here, nigga, before I call the cops. <laughs> get your ass up out of here. You ain't driving nothing else on this lot today. <laughs> uh, anyway, but, you know, I, I eventually fixed it. I went and got another car. So, so I, 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 in order to, let me tell you what I had to do. So I got my first, my first, first car. So I had, I had this, had this 2000 Oldsmobile Alero, right? Two door, leather seats, sunroof, stunting on niggas back then. Had it rimmed up. But in order for me to get the car, cause my credit was so janky, I had to go through this program through the military called the miles program. It's a program only for military vets. And I'm thinking I'm a vet. I'm in the military. They're going to look out for a player. I go to the car dealership. This retired SAR major 
talking to me out there. I'm thinking he a retired sergeant major. He's supposed to be taking care of me, even if he ain't in the military. Man, this dude got me to sign this paperwork. Let me tell y'all something. For all of you in the military or thinking about joining the military, if, if anybody tells you to sign to go get a vehicle through the MILES program, do not do it. Well, here, here, here's the first two lessons. Do not use the MILES program. And lesson number two is do not buy a car from a car dealership that's right outside of a military base. Don't do it. They prey on military people, young military people like me who didn't know any better. So I went to a dealership right outside the base. Mistake number one, nobody told me not to do this. Mistake number two, they had me sign this, this, this thing called the Miles, sign up for the Miles program because I, I was just young and stupid, didn't know any better. I was just anxious to get a damn car so I can get out in these streets and get on these hoes. So <laughs> I signed the Miles program. Y'all want, anybody want to take a guess at what my interest rate was? Anybody want to take a wild guess at what my interest rate on this car was, y'all? Just take a just take a guess. Like what y'all think the what y'all think the interest rate is on a person with some jacked up credit? Anybody want to take a guess on that? Oh, it was close to that black interest rate. My 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 interest rate was twenty seven percent, bruh. Twenty seven percent was my interest rate. And what I learned later on is it don't matter if you got good credit or bad credit. You go, you buy a car through the miles program. At that time, when I did it, they was giving everybody 27%. I thought I, I thought they was giving it to me because I had bad credit. No, they was giving it to everybody, but I ain't know no better. 27%, bruh. I kept that car for 18 months and traded that shit in. I kept that car long enough to build up my credit yeah, I was paying three, four times the price of the car, but I didn't know any better. Nobody had told me anything different. I was out there buying a car on my own for the first time. I didn't even, nobody in the military told me any different, but after I signed it, I had all my payments automatically coming out of my paycheck on the first of the month, going straight to the damn people. Cause I knew after I signed the paperwork, I was like, damn, I'm about to be paying a shit ton of money for this car. So I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to have to eat it, eat this little 27%. But I kept the car for 18 months, made 18 months worth of payments on it. And then I went and traded the car in for a different car. And when I went and traded the car in and they ran my credit, my credit skyrocketed. I'm talking about I went to the credit dealership, not the credit, I mean the, the dealership. They ran my credit. My credit was, uh, was like around a 730 like my shit went up because I kept I made the payments on time faithfully. Never missed a payment, made them shits on time. 18 months, you know, about a year to 18 months was all I really needed to fix my credit. And then I went out there and I got my next car. And um, you know, my interest rate was like was like six percent, five percent, or something like that on my next car. So I had to eat that little 27% to fix my credit. So you can recover from this stuff is what I'm trying to tell you. But, you know, I should have never messed my credit up. But then again, at that time, I didn't really I didn't really understand credit. Like, I mean, I heard of it, but it's not like I, I didn't I never took a class on credit. I don't remember having any conversations with my parents about credit. Like, you know, I just don't remember having a conversation. So it was a concept I heard of, but I wasn't really too familiar with 
until I actually had to go out there and apply for something or try to buy something. And they ran my credit score. And then, that, and like, and like I said, I had to learn that experience from old girl at the dealership. I'm like, damn, okay, this I, I need to get my credit together. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been very good about my credit, man. My credit has never dropped below a 750 ever since that experience, ever since I raised it back up. I've never played with my credit score again. So, you know, I learned my lesson. Luckily, credit was a crappy credit score was something that wouldn't follow me for the rest of my life. You know, I never filed for a bankruptcy or any of that crap. You know what I'm saying? So, but I had to learn that lesson. I had to pay that 27% for 18 months. <laughs> and then I got rid of that damn car. Plus, that car was sucked on gas. That thing was horrible on gas. It looked cool at the time. Help me get help me uh help me get a lot of a lot of a lot of patty cakes, but you know, it was it was taxing my my pockets and I wasn't making a lot of money back then. I was making I was making peanuts when I first came into the army. But I knew dudes in worse situations than me. I remember this one dude, I was in the barracks. I think I had been in the army about three years at this point or something like that. I had long since gotten rid of that other car. And this dude that lived in the barracks, right? He was a cook that worked at the DFAC. This dude had a 90, he had a 95 Impala. It had like the flip-flop paint on it sitting on, I think he had like 22-inch rims. Like his shit was mad clean. And then he had a 2004, 2005 Escalade sitting on some 20-inch rims as well. Like this was his stuff. This dude was an E4 living in the barracks, y'all. So I was like, at first, I thought I didn't know he owned both cars. I was like, damn, this nigga owned both them cars? Because the reason I figured it out, because this is when me and my wife was dating. I was living in the barracks. My wife, she had pulled up in the parking lot. And where my room was in the barracks, I could see the parking lot. And I saw her get out the car. I remember she had this red outfit on. Booty was just jumping all over the place. I'm like, ooh, ooh my girlfriend to get it. She just don't know. And this nigga was in the parking lot, saw my girl, and was just like staring at her the entire way. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, yeah, this nigga just don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's when I, but then when, after he got, after, after my wife came to the building, I was looking at this nigga. I was like, wait a second, this nigga owned both these cars. And then I started looking at him. I was like, wait a second, that's the dude that work in the cafeteria. Then every time I see this dude when he's not driving them cars, he always got the dingiest clothes on. So what I came to discover, because we was in the same battalion, just uh, same brigade, just different battalions, different companies. I came to discover that this dude's entire paycheck was going towards those cars. Like that Escalade between his car note and his insurance, he was paying like $700 a month. I think the Impala was paid off, but, you know, all his money was going towards that damn Escalade. And at the time, he was like an E4 in the Army, had been in just as long as me. We were both living in the barracks. So I knew about how much money he was making. I was like, there's no way this dude got any money to do anything else. All his money is going towards gas, insurance, and, and that payment. Like, he had, he had to have had a payment about seven, close to $800 a month. And we're talking about like 2004-ish, around that time. 
and we had both been in the army about two, three years or something like that. He wasn't making no money. His whole paycheck was being dumped into that car, man. But he had to have it. He looked clean, though, when he was in the car till he stepped out and his, his clothes was looking all bummy as hell. That's why I was like, because I was like, I, I was like, I seen this nigga. I was like, why does this nigga always look bummy? And then I figured out he owned both them damn cars. I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why he looked like a bum. I don't know if he had any ladies. I ain't never, I ain't, but then again, I wasn't like paying attention. The only reason I noticed him that day is because he was staring at my chick when she was walking out of getting out of the car, walking towards my room. He was just like staring at her hard as hell. I was like, I, you know, I ain't, I ain't say nothing. I'm like, what am I like, you want me to get mad for? She coming to see me. You know what I'm saying? Like, she ain't paying this nigga no attention. She came right to me. She came right to G Dizzle and let me patty cake them patty cakes like we were supposed to do. <laughs> Like we were supposed to do. You know, ended up marrying her, coming up, she became the mother of my children. But you know, whatever. That's when we was dating before the babies came. When we had a life. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I just remember him staring hard as hell because I think he was out there cleaning his rims. And then she had parked in like a parking spot, like two parking spots away from his. I think she had parked next to my car. And then she had got out. I mean, like I said, I just remember she had this red jumpsuit type of thing on. And because it was like one of my favorite outfits because of the way it accentuated her ass. I was like, ooh, I love it when you wear that stuff right there. And this nigga had like stopped wiping his rims down and just watched her walk the entire way into my barracks. And I'm sitting there in my room looking out the window, looking at this nigga, watching my girl, watching my girl as her, you know, her ass is jumping all over the place as she coming to my room. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this nigga staring hard as hell at my girl. I'm just waiting on this nigga to say something because I was like, I want to see what she going to say. You know what I'm saying? But he ain't never say nothing, though. No, that's why. That's when, I, that's when I put two and two together. I was like, oh, this nigga owned this car. Okay, that's who he is. Because before I would see the Escalade, but it would rarely ever move. So I was like, whose car is this? Like, whose fucking car? They just got an Escalade parked out here. Like, who, whose shit is this? I never see it move anywhere. And then I realized, okay, this nigga can't afford to drive this damn thing. <laughs> You know, but you know, I ain't gonna say it was thirst. I mean, it is what it is. Cause if if I had been out there and I had seen somebody else's girl, I probably would have been staring too. Shit, <laughs> I would have been staring too. Like, damn, that girl got a nice ass. I would have been staring too. Like, yeah, she sure do. So I ain't mad at the player for looking. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Well, so. What I'm saying is, anyways, I'm not saying that the system is perfect. Getting back to the topic here, I ain't saying that it can't. That, that uh, there are a bunch of things that can be fixed, and I'm not here to argue as to whether or not you should conform or any of that crap. I'm just saying, just you know, just think about what if you legit don't like have an issue with the system because. You know, just overall, it just appears to, you know, work for the most part. When you, especially when you start looking at other groups of people. But, you know, that's but then that's when the whole pushback comes from the pro blacks. Well, it wasn't meant to work for us. We was only three fifths of a human and we was nigga was not anymore. Ain't nobody calling you three fifths of shit now. They calling you whole human beings out in these streets. <laughs> they calling you a whole human being out in these streets these days. 
You know what I'm saying? Ain't, you ain't in chains. Nobody is forcing you to pick cotton. I ain't never seen a color-only water fountain unless it was in a museum somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You can drink out the same water fountain with white people. I wouldn't advise doing it because of COVID, but you get what I'm saying. Like you, you can go out there and, oh, is it four-fifths or whatever. It, it, it wasn't a, a hole. We'll put it that way. It wasn't a hole back then. But what I'm saying is, you know, this system, hate it or love it, you can go out there and get a whole bunch of things popping in this system and this evidence, and that's that's proven because, like I said, look at all the people that's trying to come over here. You know what I'm saying? These Democrats win. It's going to be a whole bunch of Mexicans running across the border. <laughs> Illegal Mexicans and stuff. Everybody trying to come here, B. Everybody and their mama want to come here and get it popping. All these little rappers and singers and actors that be from Britain or Europe, they don't. They, their careers don't take off unless they make it here in America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's how it works. We the we the gold standard for 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 making it and getting it popping in the entire world. We are the gold standard. So I'm just like, and this this standard has put a lot of people on, whether they ADOS or not, or whether they other races. It's just a matter of are you gonna go out there and work the system? And try to figure out how much of the pie you can get for yourself, or are you just gonna sit back around, sit around and cry? Africa, everybody loves America. America is far from perfect. We got issues, but if if it was as bad as every other country, hardly anybody would be trying to come here. Everybody come here. Everybody come here because they believe that they can make it beyond their wildest dreams than they could in their own country. I mean, you know, you can get it popping in other countries too, but we're like the standard for getting it popping around here. We lead the trends. Black Americans are the most trendiest black people on the planet, or the trendiest people on the planet in, in period, everybody. No matter what race you are, whether you're black, white, come from another country, like go to Japan, look at their hip-hop culture in Japan. They love hip-hop over in Japan and in Europe. Who they imitate? They're imitating black folks here in America. You think Drake would be as big as he is if he just spent all his time in Canada? Hell no. He had to come to America and get put on. And then he became this international superstar. But if he had just tried to do that in Canada, Drake wouldn't be as big. You know how I know? Because you got you got one guy, Cardinal Fishauer. Y'all remember him? Jamaican reggae artist uh, slash rapper named Cardinal Fishauer. Came out in the... Uh, Mid '90s with a song called T. O. called "What the Chill." What the chill? My bitches singing, then throwing that slang each and every single time we meet. What the chill? He was like the first, to my knowledge, one of the first big hip hop artists to come out of Toronto. That dude ain't nowhere near as big as Drake. Now he had a couple hot little songs, a couple of them. He had a couple. I ain't gonna front. I like that T. O. song. That was my shit. <laughs> Cardi rocking a party at T. Drake at Bacardi. That was the shit back there. The hell you talking about? Get out of here, Blackish, with that crazy talk. But, you know, he had a couple little joints. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? We the standard. So, all I'm saying is this system ain't perfect, but shit, the way it's currently set up, it's a whole lot better than it used to be 100 years ago. (laughs) 
It is a whole lot better than it was a hundred years ago. Cause you know what I'm saying? I don't remember. I don't look, it, it's it's done gotten so good that you ain't got to worry about white folks burning down black businesses. Niggas do it for white people now. That's how good the system is, ladies and gentlemen. The system has gotten so good that it has afforded black people endless opportunities to burn black businesses down instead of having white folks come do it for them. The system has enabled you to burn your own shit down. That's, that's how good we got it now. That's how far we've came. They have given you all the tools to go destroy your own damn black businesses. <laughs> you got to worry about white folks doing it. Niggas do it for you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, you know, that's why, that's why I got to talk this coon talk, man, because I got to inspire y'all to do better. And I'm not saying that y'all got to be coons and you got to go get your little coon t-shirt. I ain't saying none of that crap. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying be prepared to be called a coon. Once you start speaking like you got some goddamn common sense and looking at the crap these other Negroes in the manosphere or in Blackistan are telling you, it's like, why are we, why are we always blaming white people? Why are we always crying about black women? Why are we always trying to tell young black men to go out there and just sleep with all these hoes. You know, why, why is this the priority? Like, how come the priority isn't about STEM, entrepreneurship? And then when you do talk about entrepreneurship, you, you, you talk about it where you can actually go into detail beyond just saying the rhetoric, we need to own our own businesses. We've heard that line, we need to own our own businesses about 50, 11 times over the past 10 years. When are one of you Negroes actually going to sit down and break it down? How to actually own your own business? Go into detail about the crap. You know, those of you who rep pro-Blackistan uh, and the black manosphere, go into detail. Like, damn, you got the captive audience. Do a clap, do a video, step-by-step, step, telling a nigga how to get an LLC. I'm thinking about making a damn video talking about it because I don't see nobody else talking about it. Tell a nigga how to get an LLC, man. You know, like explain to him, them how to put a business plan together. Like, like, get, like, like I say, give them real actionable things that they can do instead of just slogans, feel good slogans and sayings. You know what I'm saying? Well, you asked the question. Did I miss it? What was your question? I don't, I don't recall seeing your question. Then again, I wasn't really paying attention to the chat. Ask your question again. Well, what I'm saying is you got to move past these, these, these catchy-ass phrases. We need, like, like Boyce Watkins, that joker got about 10,000 videos on YouTube. He dropped about 20 damn videos a day on, on about three or four different damn channels. Talking about he's a black business expert. Has anybody seen a video from Boyce Watkins sitting down explaining how to form an LLC? Do y'all know how I learned? I, let me tell y'all. So there's this white YouTuber who's a lawyer that I follow. He's, he's the one who gained me up on the LLC. I'm going to give y'all his name. His whole channel is about helping people start businesses and doing and getting their paperwork right. His entire channel is about this, y'all. And he's a lawyer who's thinking about quitting his law thing to just, you know, strictly make content on YouTube because, you know, his subs... He's obviously making pretty good money off that and some other things he got going on. Okay, y'all look for a YouTube channel called Hawthorne Law. I'll type it in the chat. Hold on. 
Hawthorne Law. Spelled just like that, Hawthorne Law. This white dude with a little beard. This is who I learned how to make an LLC from. You go to his videos, all he talks about is basically how to get your paperwork right if you're trying to start a business, whether it's online or brick and mortar. This is who I went to. I don't know if anybody in the manosphere or in black or black YouTube in general who got any videos walking me step by step on how to get an LLC. This is who I learned. I learned from this white dude. Hawthorne Law. No, it's Hawthorne without an E. Take the E off. There's no E. It's just Hawthorne, the way I spelled it. Hawthorne Law. He got like 80,000 subs. I came across his vid. He, he has a law firm out of, I think he's out of North Carolina somewhere. He said, he said, I'm asking, why did you become a coon? I didn't become a coon. I got, listen, I've always been the way I've been for, for the longest now because, because early on in my early 20s, when I was out there wilding out to a certain degree, I recognized early on that that, that, that wasn't going to produce the results of my life that I was looking for. Now, it wasn't like I was 21 years old calling myself a coon. I'm a coon! Even though I've heard this name, I've heard this term coon for like years because my granddad used to say it back in the day. I'm coon ass niggas. You know, that, that's, not, that's not a brand new term. That's something I've heard for years. But it just became popular on YouTube through people like Tariq Nasheed. But I guess my mentality has always been what they consider coonish because it's a mentality that rejects woe is me babble. It's a mentality that rejects the notion that because I'm a minority or I'm black or however you want to describe it, that there's always some boogeyman white entity just 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 following following me around like Casper the ghost. Like I refuse to believe that I can't go out there and get it popping in my life. Now, I might not turn into the next LeBron James or Jay-Z in terms of how much money is in my bank account, but I refuse to believe that I can't go out there and try to get something shaking in my life, man, especially, especially when the message is being delivered from people who have obviously gotten their lives on point. Like, how do you listen to a dude like Tariq Nasheed tell you the white man holding you down when this nigga got a bank account full of money, always on vacations, live in a gated community surrounded by white people. You know, he, he appears to be living a very good life, but he, got, but he got the nerve to tell you that you can't do nothing. You got to be terrified and scared and, and use your, your Ogun juice, which ain't nothing but some damn pepper spray he probably bought for like $2 off of Alibaba and then just rebranded it and marked the price up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kind of like how Ray J does with his Raycon products. Just buying rebranded stuff, this this stuff he's rebranding. So these niggas got the right to get it popping. Their lives is on and popping. They driving the nice cars, living in the nice houses, taking the pictures, going on the vacations. But you're going to come on social media and tell all these other niggas that the white man holding black people down. But niggas, you living the life. Wait, wait a second. You living. 
What you mean the white man? How come he ain't holding you down? All the white people know you. They don't know me. Every, all the white people know Tariq. How come they ain't out there collectively trying to hold him down? How come all the white people are only holding down the black people that nobody knows? Y'all ever notice that? Y'all ever notice that when Tariq and, 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 every, and people like Tariq get to talking, the white people holding us down. You're like, nigga, Tariq, everybody knows who you are in America. You don't been on Fox. Everybody in the media knows who you are. You're on The Breakfast Club. Everybody knows your name, what you look like. How come all the nameless black people that nobody knows are the ones that the white people want to focus on and hold down? How come nobody wants to hold you down? You the one getting all the money. You the one with all the influence. You the one with all the blue checks on social media. It seemed like you should be the number one person that they should be trying to hold down because you got the you 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 have the ability to capture their minds and influence them. But they gonna hold down some random nigga. Nobody knows who the hell he is. <laughs> But they ain't going to hold you down. They ain't going to hold your bank account down. It don't make any sense to me. That's why I was like, what the hell is this? You the most well-known babbling fool out here and been doing and been babbling hard. It ain't like you just be whispering and babbling. No, you babble hard to the point where you've been blacklisted from going to England. Your babbling has, has international consequences. You can't even go into the to the country of England anymore with your babbling. Like they have they, like literally. Go look on Wikipedia. Tariq Nasheed is banned from going to England, y'all. But then I guess y'all about but they hold him down. He can't go to England. Nigga, he's an American. He ain't even from there. You know what I'm saying? Who cares a shit? But the problem, the point, but the point I'm trying to make is this dude is 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 super well known. But Everybody that nobody knows, we the ones who be getting held down. We ain't got no money, we ain't got no fame, but we the ones we we the ones getting all the boots put on us. But this nigga got all the money in the world <laughs> in comparison to everybody else. All the influence, dropping DVDs every other week. You know what I'm saying? Getting y'all getting y'all all bliggity black in the minds. Wouldn't they want to try to hold him down first? <laughs> When you want to hold down the nigga with all the money or all the influence first. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? That's why I, it just don't make any sense to me. So that, that's why I'm a coon because I'll ask these questions. I'll ask these questions and I'll try to ask them from a, from what I believe to be a logical manner. It's like, okay, this doesn't even make sense. White people holding me down, but nigga, you living the life. Like, what do you mean? I, I, I can't make it. White supremacy dominating everything that I do. It, it's, it don't appear to be dominating you. <laughs> so why, should, why do I have to believe it's dominating me? You seem to be doing good. You live around all these white folks. <laughs> all your neighbors are white. In that gated community, you probably got like one or two other black people up in there. I guarantee it's like 99% white folks in there. What do you mean? How come they ain't holding you down? So why, why I got to sit here and believe this bullshit? This don't even make no sense. That's why, that's why I, I'm classified as a coon or I self-identify as a coon because, you know, according to them, this is coon, this is coon babble. You're not, supposed, you're not supposed to be talking like a, a black person in America who honestly believes that you can go out there and get your life right by trying, 
by getting your education up, by getting your skills up, by trying to learn the very systems that the white man has put in place that, you know, we all benefit from, from somehow, some way. You know what I'm saying? Instead of going out there trying to reinvent the wheel, just go work for one of these motherfuckers, learn how they do what they do, and then go, you know, if you got ambitions of doing your own thing, learn from them, and then go, they go take all the knowledge that they've given you and go start your own crap. This is cool talk. I'm supposed to be out here, you know, selling T-shirts and incense and, 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 and calling white people racist every five seconds. Because they said some white person come up to me and be like, oh, you're stupid. Oh, you're racist. Well, well what if you actually are stupid? Like, what if you legit just an idiot? <laughs> like, I don't think that's a, I don't think it's racist to call somebody an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you actually might be stupid. Yeah, living very comfortable. We're all, and here's the thing. All the, all the woe is me's are living comfortable too. Because like I keep saying, Everybody that's a woe is me who's out here blaming white people, oh, white man, white man, they all, 99.9% .9 of them work for a white man. Because if not, where are all the black-owned businesses that are hiring? When the last time y'all seen some black-owned some black owned businesses that are hiring? I'm talking about some black-owned businesses where you know that the owner of that business is one of these pro-black people. When the last time y'all seen them putting out jobs? When the last time y'all seen Tariq Nasheed hiring people, y'all? He hiring white people to play the drums or the guitar or piano in his meat slide band as if they ain't a bunch of black musicians out there that could have took that white dude's spot. <laughs> he can't even hire a he can't even hire a hundred percent black band, y'all. I'm like, really, dude? You gonna make a band and you got a white dude up in there? No, nigga, that band that band needs to be black. That band needs to look like the roots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You need to get Quest Love up in there or something. Shit. You can't even do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I mean, I'm just saying, it just doesn't make sense to me. But then with everybody else, it's like, y'all work for white people. If it wasn't for white people signing y'all paychecks, y'all would be ashy and homeless right now. Most of y'all, y'all will be on the verge of being ashy and naked out in these streets because y'all ain't working for black people. Where are all these black businesses? Where's black? Like, going back to the black Wall Street. Where that, though? It's been 100 years. Let's say Tariq, is he passing out job applications? Is, is Boyce Watkins hiring anybody other than paying, paying uh, a couple people to make videos on YouTube and we see how that worked out with Michi X and Paris Milan. That don't appear to be working out too well. It's working well for Vicky Diller for the time being. <laughs> How's that working? You know what I'm saying? What are, we, what are we talking about here? Where's everybody else at? He said, I shouldn't say this. For what? It's the truth. What Tariq gonna do? Come beat me up? What you gonna do? Make a puppet about me? <laughs> give a fuck about no damn puppet. I don't give a rat's ass about puppets and none of that crap. It don't, it don't change the reality of what it is. It's the nigga hiring. If I needed a job and I was dead set on being pro-black and I said, hey, Tariq, you hiring, is this nigga gonna offer me a job or is he gonna have positions available? Or has he ever had it? I don't, I don't know of it. If he, if he has, let me know. 
I don't, I don't know. What the hell, I don't ever see it. Where's like Tariq Nasheed Enterprises? Where's Boyce Watkins shit? I'm just saying we got we got to keep it real here. We can't do we listen, you you all cannot keep existing in this this fantastical delusion that they have created on social media to make it seem like niggas is doing stuff that they're really not doing or these niggas is living the complete opposite of what they of what they're telling you you should be doing. You can't keep existing like this, man. Especially if you all believe that you are truly oppressed and that you truly need to do something to fight the system, you can't keep existing off of these flawed principles and ideologies that they're telling you. It, it's not working. Show me where any of it's worked. You got the, the NFAC dude, Jam Master J or whatever his Grandmaster J. You know, this dude, I don't even know if he's prior military out here just talking all kind of crazy stuff about, about how, how M16s and AR-15s discharge. Don't know what the hell he's talking about, but I'll let that slide for right now. Grand, Grandmaster J, for whatever reason, has enough influence to get a bunch of dudes together and women to walk up and down the streets with their guns protesting on behalf of all these black victims, right? Whether you agree with the protests or not, and whether or not you agree with their so-called tactics to the point where they're accidentally shooting themselves, but whatever. He at least has enough charisma to actually go out there and put on a quote-unquote show of force. What happens when he does that? This, 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 this glossy-lipped nigga named Tariq Nasheed starts calling this dude an agent. <laughs> You don't ever notice that anytime some some babbler out there gets more popular, starts getting more shine than Tariq, they become agents and coons and, and all this like like how they did Yvette Carnell and Tone Talks when Adolf started really making a bunch of noise last year. The minute that thing started getting more traction than Tariq, all of a sudden here come FBA and then here come the puppets and all the crazy names he said about them. But this is the dude y'all listen to? That y'all take seriously, that y'all honestly believe is going to help get your reparations and 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 do all this wonderful stuff for black folks. Like, dude, this is a flawed. The only thing it's good for is enriching him. And I'm not going to call Tariq a scammer because he actually puts out products that people buy. I just don't believe any of the products are beneficial. It's like, okay, Ogun juice pepper spray that he's repackaged and, and, and marked up it says, when does pepper spray stop bullets? And <laughs> how's that going to ward off police brutality? <laughs> you know, if you're out there getting your hand that work by the cops, you're going to spray your pepper spray and they're they going to stop the bullets. Like, what are you talking about? They're going to stop the white supremacists. <laughs> You put your Ogun socks on and your Ogun juice, and you's gonna be protected. Like, come on, y'all can't be this gullible. If you just say you want the pepper spray because you want to support the brother, just just and fine, that's fine. You can support him, but just say just just call it what it is. Stop trying to act like this is some magical product. This is trying to act like he was. Stop trying to act like he was in the house whipping up his own special recipe or hired a team of, of people to whip up a special recipe of pepper spray. No, he went to a website that was already selling uh, 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 um, generic pepper spray. 
and he just put a label on it and marked the price up like two, maybe 500%. That's, that's literally it. Anybody can do that. You, know, you just go to a website like Alibaba and you can buy stuff in bulk. Super ridiculously discounted prices. All you got to do is just put your own branding on it and go out there and sell your stuff, man. And, you know, if you can get people to buy it, you can get people to buy it. That's all he did. So stop acting like it's something special. No, it's a it's a company out there that just makes a bunch of generic pepper spray and they put it in a generic bottle. You buy the crap at like super cheap price, put your own label on it and then mark the price up and sell it for whatever you can get away with. That's literally how this works. It's literally the same thing everybody else does when they are just rebranding. It's rebranding is all it is. Yeah, like I say, just if you want to be, you want to support his pepper spray, do it. Just but just be honest about what you're doing. You're just buying it because it's from him. It's his product, and you like who he is. That's fine. But stop acting like this is some magical pepper spray. <laughs> just pepper spray. Same thing you can find at Walmart. Exact same ingredients. <laughs> stop acting like, and then stop acting like your purchase of this pepper spray. Is, is being put into some community pot that's going to actually help the black community move towards freedom. What freedom? What? This nigga just, what, what, what is he? <laughs> you, you're going to go to a, 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 a FBA conference. It's just going to be a, you know what the FBA conference is? It's just, it's just going to be the equivalent of hidden colors on ice. That's all it is. You're just going to see a, a hidden colors on ice. <laughs> It'll be the same people there telling you the same crap you've already heard on every hidden colors or you don't heard on multiple YouTube videos. They're not going to say anything you haven't heard. That's why I don't be understanding why people be going to these conferences. You don't heard everything they're going to say. What the hell are they going to say at these conferences that you haven't heard already for the past 10 years? Like, like they've been holding on to some secret information that they only bring out during the conferences. They don't drop like 500 videos, but they saving this one thing for the conference. Nigga, y'all, come on, man. Really? Come on, man. We, need, we, need, we got to put our thinking caps on here. Just say you're going because you want to support this dude and you, you just, you know, just want to support him. But don't go there thinking you're going to get something deep and intellectual beyond the crap you've already heard. Because <laughs> you're not. You're not going to get anything new. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Just say you're dead because you just want to support the brother. And that's fine if you want to support him. But it's hidden colors on ice. That's it. Literally it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's illegal? What are you talking about? Did I miss something here? I don't know what you're talking about. But... So, so that, that's why I talk coon babble because I'm like, bro, I don't know how long we can keep doing this. I don't know how long we can keep feeding black people endless victimhood BS or feeding them endless. You need to go out there and just, just blame black women and then try to go sleep with women, all the black women's, <laughs> all this game philosophy. And then come back a day later crying about 
why black society sucks. Well, this is why we can't get nowhere, man. Nigga, because you can't get nowhere because you ain't told these niggas. Niggas, niggas be having like five, six hundred to a thousand people watching their lives. I be averaging like 50 motherfuckers up in here, right? <laughs> 50 motherfuckers, right? Niggas be on here hopping from panel to panel on all the YouTube channels. First of all, I don't even know how you got that kind of time of day, got that kind of time throughout the day to be on somebody's panel for three, four hours, then go do another panel on your channel for two, three hours. And, you know, I'm like, I ain't got that kind of time, my nigga. The only reason I've been on here for over two hours because it's a Friday night. I ain't got to go to work in the morning. So that, that's why I'm over here bumping my gums for two and a half straight hours now. But you be having these niggas be having like five, six hundred to a thousand plus live streams, uh, viewers in a live stream, right? Cash apps be flowing like a motherfucker, right? But but what I'm trying to understand is they'll make these videos or this endless content crying about the community, the conditions of the community. What we need to do is black men, start our own businesses. We need to overthrow. You know, they're talking in these extremely overgeneralized terms. Hey, hey, like, like start your own business. That's that's a that's a that's an overgeneralized term. It's just a catchphrase. They talk in catchphrases. So you mean to tell me you have the ability to attract an audience of 500 to 1,000 plus more people on a live stream who are willing to let the cash apps fly up and down the screen, right? You got that kind of skill, but you can't produce any content that can actually teach these people or inform these people how to actually go out there and try to do something at the speed of right now. I mean, you don't have any other content other than game, how to get girls, how to blame black women, how to blame white people. You can't, you ain't got no content telling this nigga how to, how to repair an HVAC or, or, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? How to, how to, you know, do something, how to start his own lawn care business so you can compete against all the Mexicans doing it, how to, how to do this, how to, you know, something that they can do for the cheap that doesn't really cost a whole lot of money to get into, to either learn or start as a business. But you got the nerve, you have the audacity, you have the goddamn audacity to sit on these goddamn videos for hours, just panel hopping. Talking to 500 to 1,000 plus people, and you got the nerve to just talk to them about pussy all day, or blaming black women, or crying about white people, but you can't produce no content, none, teaching these dudes how to get a real skill in their life that they can use to try to advance their, their overall quality of life, like their earning potential, so that they can use that money to potentially fund things that are going on in their immediate communities or reach out and teach another person how to do what they do. Get more black people educated and skilled up so you can actually go out there and start competing to the point where maybe you can eventually start your own business and hire other people. You, you, no, you ain't got no content towards that, my nigga. Other than you're going to hold up your little money clips and hold up your middle-of-the-mall necklace <laughs> You, you know what I'm saying? And yell and yell and scream in the, in, into the camera, pointing your guns. 
and hopping on other people's panels, trying to police who they listen to or what they talk about in the manosphere. Like, who are these niggas? Niggas like angry. These niggas are bums, y'all. They are good for laughing at, getting a couple chuckles off. But, dudes, you can't sit here and tell me these people are people you should be listening to for advice on how to get your life moving in an upward trajectory. How? They have no content reflecting that other than nigga shit. Nigga shit is temporary, B. <laughs> Teach a nigga how to plumb. Yes. Plumbers never go out of business, y'all. Never go out of business. They're always in demand. HVAC people never go out of business. If you know how to start a, if you know how to clean office buildings, you are definitely not going out of business. Thanks to this whole pandemic, your business has probably been booming because they want these buildings extra clean. They got big followings because they attract a bunch of idiots that don't care about progressing the black community. They don't care. They're here. Just, listen, I've already gave this comparison. This is like black people who go to church every Sunday and, and, and jump up and down in the pews. I'm talking about hallelujah. Yes, preacher. Yes, yes. They go there every Sunday, pass their money around the collection plate, hoop and holler in the, in the, in the pews. Soon as church let out, they go right back to doing the same dumb shit that they was doing all last week. And then they come back to church the following Sunday asking for forgiveness as they're showing off their brand new hats, their brand new dresses and showing off their little jig and who can pass out the hardest and who can speak in tongues and who, who, who's singing this week, who, who doing the messages, you know what I'm saying? Who, who gets to sit in this pew this week? But then as soon as church is out, they go right back to doing the same dumb shit that they just got finished professing to the Lord, their Lord and Savior, that they was going to change. I'm going to get my life right, Lord. I'm going to start eating healthier. As soon as they leave the church, they chomping on, they chomping on pork chops and fat back and all kind of crap. As soon as they walk out the church doors, then coming back later on crying about, I need to lose this way. I, uh, uh, I ain't going to let this man do this to me, Lord. My son need to get his life together, Lord. As soon as they go back home, they son calling, Mama, I ain't got no place to stay. Oh, it's all right, baby. You come on back, baby. Come on back. This nigga like 30 years old and shit. Come on back, baby. You always got a place with Mama. You go to church. I can't get this nigga up out of my church, my house, Lord. Please help me, Lord. It's because you don't want this nigga to go nowhere. <laughs> you don't want this nigga to be grown. That's what, that's what black YouTube is like. It's just church. Black folks love some church. This is just the new, this is just the, the digital version of, of, of church right now. For those who don't want to go to the physical church, you come to the church uh, of, of woe is me and bow at the altar of, you know, Blackistan with Reverend, Reverend Nasheed and, and Deacon, Deacon Boyce Watkins and Deacon, Deacon Jason Black and, and uh, uh, Usher, Usher, um, Sister, Sister Michi X and them. Or you go to the church in the manosphere and be the same ones, Pastor Angry Man over there. <laughs> <laughs> P 
preaching to you all this bullshit that you ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? Just, just bullshit. You, you there for the show, and that's fine. If you're there for the show, you're there for the show. I get it. So some of them are entertaining. I'm not gonna sit here in front like they're not entertaining. They are. But I'm just like, I have to keep them strictly in the entertainment category. Me, if I'm like, I need to learn how to get my life right, like if I want to learn how to get an LLC, I don't think I'm going to find any content on any of them niggas' channels talking about t- telling me how to get an LLC. I'll hear them say, we need to start our own businesses. They'll say that 50 lamb times, but I ain't going to find no content on their channels walking me step by step on how to form an LLC, educating me on the difference between an LLC and an S-Core and trying telling me what an EIN number is and how to set up a business bank account. I ain't going to find that content, you know, the content that I actually need to start my business so I can get my business in proper order. <laughs> I'll get the chant, but I won't get the actual content is what I'm trying to tell you. That's why I don't look for them that. You'll, you'll get content from some other dude. We need to go into IT and, and all this. All right, where the content for the IT so I can learn this shit? Oh, the coon G. Dizzle had to create it, y'all. The coon that you all love to hate had to make a channel educating. Listen, I don't been on, I don't watch so many of these panels. You'll have niggas on there talking about we need more people in STEM. We need more people in IT. I'm looking around YouTube. Where are the channels at from black people making content about IT? I couldn't find any other than, you know, maybe a onesie or a twosie here and there. But these people that I found, they ain't even dealing with the black sector of YouTube. They just making content. So G Dizzle, the coon, the biracial babbler, I had to do it my damn self and make my own goddamn content. I was like, all right, nigga, I know IT. Let me make a channel talking about it so I can so I can talk about it and be about it. Like, you know, I got tired of hearing niggas talking about IT. I'm looking around like, okay, I know IT, but I, I don't, I didn't, at the time, I didn't feel like making a damn channel talking about it. Cause I'm like, damn, now I got to dedicate extra time to another YouTube channel. It's already a hassle dealing with one. Now I got to make another one. That's why I didn't do it initially. The Black Brain Trust does not make content educating people on IT. They make content talking about IT. Trust me, I listen to the Black Brain Trust they make videos talking about the future of IT. Where are we going to go with IT? They don't make videos educating you on how IT actually works. I make videos educating you on this shit to get you certified in it. Anybody can make a video talking about the future of IT and where we're going and what the world is going to look like and 10 years, if black people don't learn IT, that's cool. You got a thousand gazillion videos out there talking like that. Show me the content that's actually teaching niggas how to actually get involved in IT. Myself, I do it. My man's Keep It Techie, he does it. And I found a couple couple other ones that are starting to do it now, but these other ones I found, they're not even associated with the black metal sphere as far as I know. So am I saying they're wasting your time? Yes. Anybody that's talking about all the issues with black society and where we're going and how we're getting there, 
Listen, if you ain't pointing me in the direction of content creators who actually can help solve this problem or you're not solving the problem by making the content, yes, you're wasting my fucking time. You are wasting my goddamn time. What do I need to go to your channel to hear you talk about the future of IT and why black people need to get into it? Fine, you can talk about that, but after you're done talking about it, point me to the nigga that can actually teach it to me so I can get in there and change and hopefully uh, uh, reroute the future of black people in IT. Point me to that channel. After I listen to your lecture about why I need to get into IT, well, point me to the channel of a nigga that's teaching me how to actually get into it. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? Is it, I mean, I'm not asking for a whole lot here. I'm like, if you're going to get real about trying to solve black people's issues that you believe are going on all over the place, nigga, solve them. Stop talking about them and go out there and actually start solving them. And here's my Tech G channel, in case you're wondering. Go out there and actually start solving the problem. Educate the people. Don't tell me I need to start a business. Show me how to do it, nigga. I don't know how to do it. Show me how to do it. What do I need to do? How do I write a business plan? How do I, how do I get business credit? How do I find a, a manufacturer, a distributor? How do I, how do I set up a, a drop shipping business? How do I do all this crap? I got to go learn from the white people. This is what I'm saying. We just love to talk, 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 talk about everything going on. Fine. It's cool. You can talk. But at some point, you're going to need somebody to actually make content showing you how to do. I don't, have, I don't have any Security Plus info on my channel yet. So far, because look, my channel is dedicated strictly to entry-level IT people, people who are literally just starting out in IT. So I'm teaching IT fundamentals, A+, Net+, and Security+. Plus. So far, I got my IT fundamentals series up, and then I'm currently working on my A+, series. Um, work, I'm still putting videos up for that. Then after that, I'll move on to Net Plus and Security Plus. Then in between time, I'll drop little videos talking about various other aspects of IT, like what to expect, what to learn, what resources you can use. Because I've been doing this for, for, for close to 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like something I just learned two months ago. And I, nigga, I've been doing this since 2002. So, you know, I got a, I got a wealth of knowledge and experience I can share. Only problem is I didn't initially want to do it because... That content is a lot harder to put together than it. See, this content over here, I can come over here and just run my mouth and freestyle. That content over there, I got to sit down and research some shit, structure it properly, put it together in a methodical manner because at the end of the day, I don't want nobody going to fail a certification based off my knowledge. And so far, I've had quite a few people go take some, take uh, at least the IT fundamental cert and pass just off the strength of watching my shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about people who've never, who never, who don't know crap about IT. And then I post a screenshot sometimes on this. I post the screenshots on this channel because I don't have enough subs on that other channel to open up the community tab. I think you got to have like a thousand subs 
before they let me use the community tab. Because, you know, once I get there, then I'll start posting screenshots on the community tab on that channel. But I don't have enough subs to make that happen yet. But, you know, I, I, that's all I'm saying. Like, I'll come over here and I'll talk about tech. We need more black people in tech. Tech, 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 tech. I, I can do that with the best of them. But guess what? I can also educate you on it and I'm doing it. So I, I would like to see more balance. Right now, we just got a bunch of niggas just running their mouths, man. And they've been running their mouths. And, and, and look, like I say, it, it, it's entertaining. I get it. But damn it, if, if you're looking to these people as serious thought leaders who are just going to take you to another level in life, you're sadly mistaken because they're not feeding you anything that you can actually use in real time to, to allow for you to actually go out there and effectively compete against all these other races that are doing all this crap that you claim they're using to hold you down. It's like, what are y'all, like, I don't understand how this flies over so many people's heads. It seems like common fucking sense to me, man. You said you was a FedEx, wait, hold up. I was a contractor for FedEx ground for 11 years. Decided to use my GI Bill, go back to school, sold my contract and truck, and have not looked back since. Love it. Wait, hold up. So you was a contractor? So you like you had your own business? I mean, I'm not mad at you for going back to school using your GI Bill. I'm trying to... I don't understand. Like contractor, when you say contractor for FedEx, what is that? What is that? That what does that actually mean? It means you own so so you sold your business to go back to school. I mean, well, you know, I guess if 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 that was the the right move for you, then it is what it is. But you know, but here's the thing: you said you have eleven years at doing that. One more time. So one more time. What if you decided to make a YouTube video, a YouTube channel, teaching people how to get into the contracting business? You got 11 years experience. Nigga, you're a, you're a subject matter expert at that shit. You know what I'm saying? You can, li you can literally start a YouTube channel right now teaching people how to become, how to get into contracting businesses like that to where, you know, you, you contract it out to do whatever and you own your own business. You can literally teach, you can, dude, you can have a booming, a uh, potentially booming YouTube channel talking about that stuff. I'm talking about you educating people on all the nitty gritty about it. No, I get what you're saying. You said you sold your truck and the contract to get into IT. And look, I'm not knocking that. That's cool. What I'm saying is you have 11 years experience as a contractor who had his own truck for FedEx ground, right? You could literally make a channel talking about Okay, you said you wouldn't recommend doing it. I get that. I get that. But well, I, 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 maybe, maybe, I guess I'm trying to find a way to properly phrase it. What I'm saying is you have over a decade's worth of experience dealing with contracting to where you're subcontracting or you're contracting, you're dealing with, you know, dealing with a big business like that. So, so I mean, you know the ins and outs of running your own business. All this LLC stuff I'm talking, you, you, you are more of a subject matter expert on that crap than I am. Imagine if you sat down and made videos educating people about how to get the LLC, how to different types of business insurance, different types of contracts you may come in contact with, 
You know, you might not advise it, but what if somebody actually is like, the hell, I want to learn it any goddamn way. And then you can make videos on why you don't advise it and why you do advise it. You know what I'm saying? Like the pros and the cons. This, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. You got a decade of experience. You are literally a subject matter expert in that area. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this, this is something maybe, you know, I, I would consider if I was you. I mean, I'm not saying you got to do it, but I'm just saying, what if we had more people like you and me who have literally decade plus of experience in doing something and we make content educating black folks on it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, balance this crap out on, the black, on black YouTube, man. All I'm saying, but you know, I mean, that, that's what I'm talking about. Cause you know, cause here's the thing. Cause you're like, it's like, like, let's just say you were still doing contracting. You were trying to get people to be contractors. Like, let's just say you was on these panels, man, we need to be contractors, man. We need to be going out there getting these contracts with FedEx, with Amazon. Cause you know, my uncle, he has a, he has a contract with Amazon where he got the big blue vans driving around delivering the Amazon packages. He got like 30, 40 people that work for him. He got his own little franchise booming up in Jacksonville doing that. That joke would be working like six, seven days a week, but he'd be making his money, right? But what if we, what if, what if I saw you on the panels talking like that? We need these contracts, man. We need to be out here getting these Amazon contracts and starting our own businesses with FedEx and, and all this. And I'm hearing you on various panels, two hours over here, two hours over there. Then you got your own channel where you're just rambling, talking about it. And I'm like, man, yeah, 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 we need contracts. Then I got to start looking around on Google and YouTube. And I'm like, what, what? God damn, where are all the black people doing this shit? Wait a second. One more time, he talks about it. Well, nigga, where's the, where's the videos about it? <laughs> Teach me. Don't just tell me I need the contract. School me on how to get it, whether... You're going to give it to me for free or I got to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it is a high driver turnover. My uncle, like I said, my uncle, him and his wife, they own their own Amazon delivery thing where, you know, they deliver Amazon packages. He's told me stories about people just quitting in the middle of the job, leaving the truck parked out there, and they got to go track down their damn truck. You know, that's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Until until we get this 5G and we can get some driverless vehicles. And guess what? All them niggas ain't going to have a job. As <laughs> soon as they get 5G perfected, it's going to be driverless vehicles all over the place. You ain't got to worry about people quitting. Robots don't quit unless they, you know, ain't got no electricity flowing through them. <laughs> I bet you don't be wishing, man, how come we, we need some jobs, man? You need to get rid of these driverless vehicles. We need some jobs. But like, nigga, when you had it, you was, you was bullshitting. You quit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Like I say, my uncle, he tell me about it every now and then. I be like, man, shit. Because they was trying to get me to help him out one time with it. I was like, man, he got to tell me about that. I was like, no, sir, I'm good. I am good on that. I am not about to be driving or managing up because I think they wanted me to like help manage some of the people or something like that. And I'm like, nigga, I ain't about to be managing none of these clowns. I'll be gonna whoop their asses. <laughs> what you mean I gotta drive to the other side of the city to go get a damn truck? Crazy as hell. 
You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I'm about to go. I'm about to go. So, you know, we can get there, ladies and gentlemen. I think you just got to use the system for what it is. I'm not saying you got to conform. I'm not saying that you don't have to conform. I'm just saying the current system we have seems to be working pretty damn well for the most part to the point where we have a lot of people trying to get into this country legally and illegally to take advantage of this same system that those of us who were born here should be masters at by now due to the fact that we have access to way more resources and technology than people from 100, 200 years ago. Like, we don't need a literal, physical Black Wall Street in the sense of brick-and-mortar stores. I mean, you can. You can have it popping online. They say, don't cry. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is the stuff I'm talking about. But anyways, I'm about to go. It's it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm about to... I'm about to bounce, so uh, yeah, that's it. So y'all be easy, peace.